I'm super, super, super excited to tell you about my sponsor, Southwest Trading Company. Southwest Trading Company is a native-owned business located at 1306 East 11th Street, Tulsa, Oklahoma. If you've never been to Southwest Trading Company, you need to go check them out. Right now, if you can, or after this podcast, or during the podcast, but either way, go check that store out. They have a lot of great items from different artists from all around, like jewelry, blankets, art, clothing, cedar boxes, indigenous home decor, car accessories, totes, and so much more. You could spend hours in this store. I'm not kidding. I went to the first time, and I think I spent like maybe a couple hours maybe just looking around at everything they have. I mean, it's so unique. If you haven't yet, Southwest Trading Company also has a Facebook page. So if you have not yet, go like it and follow their page to keep up with all new items and events they have going on at the store. Once again, I'm super excited that we get to build together. The location for Southwest Trading Company is 1306 East 11th Street, Tulsa, Oklahoma. Go check it out, everybody. Thank you. Welcome back to Oki Podcast. On this episode, I have indigenous artist Kirk Morrison, or you might know him as Kirk from Oklahoma. Hey. As What's up, guys? You just met somebody earlier. and <laughs> <laughs> uh, Talking about the the like first time meeting in real life, been following you on social media, like meet. We've all we've all been there. <laughs> Like I know you, but I don't know you. I know who you are. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty cool. She was like, because I I told her I was like, yeah, I got a, I got this other artist coming in like later tonight. Yeah, she's like, oh yeah, who? And I was like, uh, Kirk Morrison. She's like, I don't know who that is. I was like, oh. And then when you when you showed up, she's like, oh, I know you. Yeah, Kirk from Oklahoma. <laughs> hey, I guess that means my brand's working, right? Yep. Yeah, that's exactly what it means. Good branding. Good branding right there. Gotta have it. Ah, man, it's... How did you start, like... How did you start branding yourself? Because, like... I... Did you learn it yourself? Like yeah. I did? Yeah, I, I learned it myself. I came from a marketing background. Like, uh, that was kind of... Like, my first job out of school was I was a marketing manager. Like, a marketing intern, really. Mm-hmm. Um, I moved to Florida and took this marketing intern job. I went to Kansas and, and uh, went to Haskell. And I was a journalism major. And then I took this marketing job in Florida. Can you hear me all right? Yeah. Um, took this marketing job. And so that was like my first, you know, three years of, of work was like marketing, branding, like doing all that stuff. I was working for a beverage company. So it was nothing like, you know, artwork or anything like remotely interesting at all. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's like where my background was. So the whole Kirk from Oklahoma thing, I, I kind of just fell into that, honestly. 
it's funny because now I know a girl who is Amy from Oklahoma. Shout out Amy from Oklahoma. Um, but we had the same handle. And that was like years and years after I had branded Kirk from Oklahoma. So mm-hmm. we, we both had the same idea, I think. Um, I think but, I know her. Yeah, you probably do. I think she follows me. Yeah, she, um, Amy Echoes on Twitter. She like sent me seeds. She's a super nice lady. Mm-hmm. She, st- uh, she dances. She's Creek. She's on Instagram um, too? Say it again. She's on Instagram too? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, Amy from Oklahoma yeah. on Instagram, I'm pretty sure. Um, but yeah, she's a super nice lady. She sent me seeds um, from the Cherokee Seed Program that are in my, you know, in my backyard down in Texas. Um, but yeah, it was funny because I was like, "Damn, I hope this lady doesn't think that I just yanked her <laughs> to her Instagram handle." Like, I swear to God, I would, you know, did this on my own. Um, yeah, but I, you know, it's just it's just very self-explanatory, very to the point. So I just kind of, I, I think I just fell into it, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Kirk from Oklahoma. Kirk from Oklahoma. Just say it how it is. Russ from Oklahoma. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you got a good one too. You, your branding's clean. Mm-hmm. You know, like you have multiple brands though too, which is which is a whole you know a whole other thing. But it's still a cohesive look, which is yeah. hard to, hard to pull off. You know. Yeah. Well, the other Instagram, Rustamus Forty Nine. Mm-hmm. Um, that's like my personal one, right? But I still thought because I have I had more people on that one than. This Oki podcast one, the Oki podcast one is building, but I still had more on the other one. But see, like I made Instagram and I used it for some time, but then I just stopped using it Mm -hmm. and I just didn't fuck with Instagram. Right, right. Because I just didn't see the point in it, I guess. But then again, I wasn't doing shit. Yeah. I was just work. I was going to work. I was driving. I was like, nobody wants to see my picture going to work. For sure. Like, you for know, sure. I mean, yeah. it's not really interesting. It doesn't catch your eye. It's just doing the day-to-day stuff. But, yeah. I mean, but then I started a podcast, and I thought, should I use my personal or should yeah. I, like, because that personal one, man, I had to go through my entire, like, follow list. Right. And then delete people yeah. that either stop using it or just never got on and see the fucked up thing about that was i got um i got banned on instagram for doing that oh you're kidding me yeah instagram banned me for (laughs) for deleting too many people in a 24-hour period oh my god they think that they can just tell you what to do all the time it's wild that was so weird and and then because i was trying to delete more people and it said you don't have the access to do this and then i was trying to i was trying to post something for the podcast and said i didn't have permission to do it yep so i was like what the fuck so i had to google like my problem and it said oh you're banned like you're banned for however long and i think i was banned for like i think i was banned for a week yeah and i was like i was like what the? i was just deleting people that weren't even like uh interacting or anything like and i mean i followed like a lot of like celebrities yeah and i unfollowed them too yeah so that was that was really weird, but I don't know. I just made a decision to do do them separate, I guess. And yeah. then, and I had to learn, man. I had to learn about on my own about branding and marketing mm-hmm. and like putting yourself out there and selling yourself because it's it was so new to me. And like, but it's cool, man. It's cool because it's cool to learn something that you've never done before. Right. You know, at least like give it a shot. And I mean, from what I can tell, you know, it's working. Yeah. 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 
Well, you have like you have good organic growth. You have people that are engaging with you and your brand and, mm-hmm. you know, like your personal stuff and the podcast. And, you know, like that gives you it, nowadays, I feel like it's just attention and like eyeballs. Like that's where you're like able to monetize. It's like you have people that that follow you. And then if you were to, you know, if you were to start a clothing company or or whatever, you know, like anything mm-hmm. that you did, you would then have a, an audience to go to to say, hey, you know, I'm doing this thing now and and here's why you should care and da da da. Like, mm-hmm. which is, it is like weird and awkward though to be like, especially, I, I mean, I don't know you super, super well, but I, I think that we're alike in the sense that like, we're not, neither of us are going to be like, oh, look at me, you know, like I'm doing this thing and I love the spotlight on me and yeah. I, you know, like I want to have these followers so that they will like see pictures of me and da da da, you know, like that's not it so it's like it is weird to like have to do that because you're almost forced to act like that you know in certain ways to be like you know just to to have anything to to put on to have content Mm -hmm. right like because that's the name of the game like you always have to be putting something out and as a grinder you know like you and i are both grinders like just don't stop just keep going just keep putting stuff out just keep doing it like you know as to have that mentality like you have to always have content or stuff that you're doing or you know like things to 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 put out you know like you can't just go radio silent for too long because then you've you know you've like lost the attention you know like you've lost the eyeballs that you once had exactly exactly yeah it's it's crazy because i mean people are always watching like good or bad yeah and it's crazy to my friend dakota he mentioned that and I was just kind of getting started and I know people watch, but when you see other like examples of people, mm-hmm. like when they fail, mm-hmm. then like you see like the amount of hate on their shit. Yeah. Because it's like people just wait for you to self-destruct, I guess. Yeah. You know, like they want to see the crash and burn. Yeah. And he was saying like, you know, people are always watching like, you might not get a lot of interaction, you think, but you have to remember, like, eyes are on you yeah. probably at all times. Yeah. Because, and I, and it's true, like, I'll run into people that never interact with me, never like my stuff, never comment, never say shit to me, and I meet them in person. I mean, these people, like, I go way back with them, kind of, but, mm-hmm. hey, man, uh, I see you're sponsored now. I'm like, what? No, like, like, yeah. Uh, like, man, that's cool, man. Like you, you you got a you sponsor, whatever, and doing your podcast. And I was like, I mean, like pipe up, bro. I don't, I don't know. Pipe if it, up. Well, I don't mean like <laughs> I don't, I don't know if I should be flattered or like say like, well, you never interact with me. Yeah, like, you know, like, like throw, throw, throw me a like, dog. Or, yeah, like, yeah. I mean, like, give it a share. No, I'm yeah. Just but I mean, like, it's just. But like, again, like that's going back just, to you don't want to ask for that. Yeah, but, but I hear what you're saying. But then, it, but see, like that's eyes are on you, right? Right. Like constantly silent, silent, silent eyes. eyes, silent private eyes. eyes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Start singing. Private eyes. I'm not a good singer. I'm not even gonna try that. Oh, but yeah, dude. It's uh. But I mean, I'm. I was kind. I'm kind of private. I guess. Yeah. I, I don't know. I'm not sure. Maybe. I don't think it's that you're you you can be a a personality and still be private. Mm-hmm. You know, like it's it's just like it, that's what it takes. 
Mm-hmm. You know, like you want to be successful, you want something bad enough, you're going to set aside some of your personal like insecurities. It just really takes what you're doing oh, takes man. balls. Yeah. So it's not that you're like not a private person. It's just that you have balls, you know, like it's mm-hmm. just you put yourself out there and you're confident enough to to put yourself out there because like you said, like you can receive hate, you know, like that, that stuff happens. I mean, that's, I've been talking about that too. It's like, it sounds so simple. Yeah. Like just shut up and do it. Right. Like, but yet it's so hard because you don't know the outcome of like what it is you're doing. Like, are people going to hate it? Are they going to love it? Are they going to give a fuck? Are they not? But I mean, like, I mean, that goes with it too. Like, just don't even worry about what people are going to think about it. Right. Like if you, if you're passionate enough or you love it enough, yeah. like that shouldn't stop you from doing right. it. Like just go ahead and start doing it, you know? Yeah. And, and then it just kind of like, I don't know. I always get asked like, what's, what my goals are like with <laughs> this. And it, that's always a hard question. Yeah. You know, like I don't, I don't know. Uh, I, cause I just kind of started this and it kind of just turned into what it is. And yeah. And I never have like a really good answer yeah. Like for as a goal, but I don't know. Do people ask you that too with everything you do? I don't get asked about goal. I think being an artist, people are almost afraid to like, not afraid, but they just, they assume that you have no plan because you're like, you're an artist <laughs> and it's like, you know, the, the, the archetype of an artist is just like a fly by the seat of your pants. I'm doing whatever the fuck I want all the time. Like I don't, yeah. I don't have a plan. I'm just making, I'm just, you know, putting down whatever is coming out of my heart. Mm-hmm. And so I don't get asked that enough as, as much as I probably would if I was, you know, being a content creator or being, you know, some other type of a, a creative. Um, but I do it, it. There's a fine line, right? Cause like, I think that it is important to, you know, anybody who's successful in business will tell you that it's important to write down your goals and you should have a three month goal and a six month goal yeah. and a one year goal and blah, blah, blah. But I think also like, people like to overthink stuff Mm -hmm. and you know, it's nice to have goals, but just to keep doing your best day in and day out, getting the best guests that you can and doing the most podcasts that you can and doing the most like work that you can on your, on your stuff, you know, like that there's something to be said about just fucking do it. Just go like, you know, like you don't have to have a goal, you know, because some people will let that stop them from actually even starting anything. Mm. You know, like, oh, I got to have a full one year plan and I got to have investors and I got to have this and that or else I can't start. And then they really do. They never start. Yeah. You know, and like that's no one's ever no one's ever been on their deathbed and been like, oh, I, you know, <laughs> everybody on their deathbed is like, I, I wish that I would have just done that thing. Yeah. You know, like that's you you hear that constantly. Yeah. So I you just fuck that. Just fucking do it. Just do the best that you can every day. You know, like, that's all we can ever hope for, right? And that's the way I feel. You know, it's like, I can't think of a goal. Yeah. I, I, can't, I can never just pinpoint something. It's like, I don't, because I just say, that's a really hard question, because I don't know. And like you said, like, I learn, I've learned to, like, just live, like, in these moments. Yeah. Rather than just, like, thinking of, like, either the future or dwelling in the past. Like, I think that's beautiful. Yeah. And so, like, this has made me, like, just freely just live in the moment and look forward to everybody I reach out to. 
Yeah. And then the stuff coming up within those episodes coming out and and then like cuz I don't know who's going to reach out to me tomorrow. Yeah. Like for I don't know, maybe some con- some kind of content or mm-hmm. to help them with something, yeah. like film. I don't know. You yeah. know, like that's what I say too is like I don't know what I'm doing tomorrow, yeah. you know? Like I don't things like I might, I might be just laying around here or I can get a call to do something. Yeah. I don't know, you know. And I mean and I just like, like you said, like just try my hardest every day, you know, like, yeah. I mean, I get breaks sometimes, but the grind and the hustle like never stops. Yeah, absolutely. Would you feel like it would be accurate to say that next time somebody asks you that, if you were to answer, my goal is to do the shit better than I did it yesterday, would that Ooh. be accurate? Yeah, I think it would. Maybe that's a mic drop thing yeah. that you should just be like, you know, yeah. I'm just trying to do it better than I did it yesterday. True. Cause I am and knock off the fucking haters. <laughs> <laughs> Choke them out. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. We're, we're both, we're both, uh, not, you know, not fighters. I wouldn't call myself a fighter. You're a former fighter, but yeah, it gives a different perspective, right? Yeah. Yeah. We're both, uh, former martial artists and, uh, you still do it, huh? Yeah. I, yeah. I still, I still go get beat up. What are you? We, uh, 10th planet in austin and i don't train oh, a whole shit. lot i don't train a whole lot here in tulsa but there's i know there's a ton of good gems here in tulsa ryan jiu-jitsu and triton that's where uh west, west goes mm-hmm. yeah yeah triton's the one that i hear about the most and austin is like a freaking jiu-jitsu mecca right now really like oh yeah especially for nogi like all the best nogi players in the world are in austin right now it's it's crazy like at the gym, I, I haven't been there in a couple of weeks and I'm, I always get shit for not training very much, not training very hard, but I have so much other stuff to do, you know, like I have yeah. a family, I have, you know, like artwork and house and career, like all these guys that are, that I train with just train jujitsu all the fucking time. And then they want to be like, you know, you, you haven't trained in like five <laughs> days. It's like, dude, I was out of town for business. Like the, I'm training with people that train two times a day and every day and everything, but it's a really, really good gym. But I was trying to get at like, you never know who's going to walk through the door. Mm-hmm. You know, like there's constantly people walking through the door, you know, like it'll be, you know, I'm trying to think of Sage Northcutt walks through the door. Cowboy Cerrone walks through the door. Like Gordon Ryan walks through the door. Uh, Nikki Rodriguez, like all these, the, there's really, really high level jujitsu practitioners that just come in and be in a random class at, at 10th Planet. It's, we have a really good school. Um, mm-hmm. Gabe Tuttle and and Curtis. Uh, Curtis is a uh, native. He's Alaskan native. Oh, really? And he's the owner and like main coach of of Tenth Planet Austin. Yeah. Oh shit. Yeah. Wow. He's a hard motherfucker, dude. <laughs> he is. He is really really. They all good. are. Yeah, yeah. He is fucking good. All his shit hurts. Tenth Planet. <laughs> yeah. When I, I did a. When I first started. I guess it was transitioning to 10th planet. Um, cause I went to undisputed fitness and that was Tate Fletcher's gym. Yeah. Yeah. So he was boys with, uh, Eddie Bravo. Mm -hmm. And I didn't know like 10th planet Gracie or whatever. Like I didn't know, like I, I just thought we were just learning like, what everybody else learns right but right there's so many like, you didn't know how cutting edge you were yeah I didn't. what year was that god that was uh 2011 yeah okay so that was pretty early so yeah, yeah that was really early yeah and fucking front runner bro well i did that for a few maybe a year i i trained there mm-hmm. and then our like actual like professor henry he got signed to the ufc and so 
I don't know. There are talks of like that part of the gym like shutting down because mm-hmm. it was a CrossFit gym too, mm-hmm. and so and I, I don't know. I just like. I was like, man, like, I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know who's going to start teaching yeah. now. Like, I yeah. don't know if they're actually going to shut down or whatever. So yeah. I just, uh, the, the another, another coach I had over there, his name was Ben Sandoval. So he left and that was another thing too. People were like leaving. Right. And so I was like, I like CrossFit, but that's not my interest. Yeah. Like I want to, I want to fight, you know, like I want to try to fight and yeah. be in the UFC or whatever. Yeah. So I don't know, like, what's going to happen. Like, yeah. I don't know who's teaching. Like, nobody would say anything. And so I kind of just took a break and thought about it. And I eventually, like, stopped going there. And I was just, like, hanging out. And then my my other friend, he was telling me, he's like, man, we should start doing jiu-jitsu. Yeah. And then I said, uh, yeah, sure, where at? And he said, there's this place that's called A&K. And um, let's go check it out. Yeah. So I had my gi and I was like, man, fuck it. This guy ain't doing nothing. So we went over there and then the guy that left, his name was Ben. He left for like personal reasons, but you know, like once you're teaching and stuff, like once you leave it, then you kind of have to go back because mm-hmm. sanity and it's what he loved. Yeah. So I seen him over there and I knew him. So we started shaking hands and hugging and he was like, man, what are you doing? And I was like, I don't know. What are you doing here? <laughs> And he said, man, I, he's like, I started teaching here maybe a month ago. Yeah. He's like, just to try it back out. And he's like, are you going to start training again? I said, uh, man, I guess. I was like, I don't know. Whole new room full of killers. Yeah. And man, he fucking talked me up. He was like, this is Russ. Uh, I used to train him over at Undisputed. He's a murderer. I was like, fuck you guys up. Damn it. Yeah. I was like, coach, I've been off for like three months. Yeah. Or for six real. months or whatever. And then. And then, yeah, I mean, everybody's really cool. Like the jujitsu community can be really cool. Yeah. You know, everybody's so welcoming and yeah, uh, just never like bad mouthing you, you know, yeah, like, bro, if, you, it's, if you were down and they would just like pick you back up. Yeah, absolutely. I think it was, it was something that I didn't really think about until, uh, Jade, my wife, uh, shout out Jade Tantillo, my wife. Um, <laughs> she's an artist as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, she like made me realize it whenever I first started. Cause I, I started jujitsu in Florida, in Tampa, Florida, cause I wrestled in high school. And mm-hmm. so, and then I, you know, didn't do anything for a long time. I was just kind of in the gym, like trying to, you know, build muscle and da da da. And I was like, what, I don't what am I doing this for? Like, this isn't really doing anything. Why it's just, it's, there's no purpose to picking up weights and putting them back down. It wasn't like, I didn't feel like it was doing anything for me. So that's why I got into jujitsu when I was in Tampa. I was like looking for something that had a goal to it. And she made me realize like, you know, after I had been in the gym for like a year, I became, you know, good friends with my coach and all, and all these other guys and started bringing them around her. And you know, like we started chilling and she said something to me that was like, you know, there's so much respect there's so much respect in this community and there's so much like brotherhood and like mutual, um, I, I, I guess it's just mutual respect because like everybody knows what everybody else can do. Mm -hmm. You know, like we've all been in the gym trying to kill each other, you know, like at the very death's door, you know, like (laughs) with each other, you know, like I'm holding your life in my hands. And if I keep squeezing, like you're going to die. And if I let go, you're not, you know, like we're doing that day in and day out. And she was just, you know, like 
I think we went out to a dinner with like six of, you know, my, my jujitsu friends and, you know, like I leave to go to the bathroom or whatever. And, you know, like, I, and, and, you know, she came up to me after the dinner and was like, everybody was so nice. Mm-hmm. Nobody, you know, like we went out drinking, like nobody like hits on your girlfriend. Nobody like disrespects your, your family. Nobody, you know, cause we're, cause we all have that like mutual respect and that like, you know, we've been, you know, bleeding in the trenches and, you know, like the, all the blood, sweat and tears, all the shit that you want to go into, you know, like it, and it, I don't think it's like that with all athletes. Mm-hmm. I think if you're hanging out with baseball players, football players, hockey players, like those guys are a little bit more like trying to take leisures that, you know, with your family or whatever, like that, the jujitsu players and fighters like don't take because mm-hmm. they have respect. Yeah. And, and no ego. Right. Like the ego, like your ego is immediately squashed. <laughs> you know, like yeah, if you if you have ego, like we will suss that shit out and we will smash it. Yeah. You know, like you can't have it. You just won't make it like you just won't come back. You won't walk back through the door. Yeah. Because, you know, like it's just, you know, that 250 pound meathead is getting beat up by like a 120 pound girl like that kills the ego. It just yeah. smashes it. I was that guy. Hey, oh, dude! <laughs> first, my first class, the um, we're playing King of the Mat. Yeah, and I was like two eighty at the time, and I was like, man, I'm, I was bigger than everybody there, yeah. and like there's like a few heavyweights there. Yeah, but I was, I felt like I could hold my own, and mm-hmm. uh, I remember I went against uh, his name is DJ, man, one forty, one thirty five, yeah. Dude just went in, shot in, and I sprawled, took my back, got me down. Like, it's just takedowns. Like, yeah. you're not finishing anybody. Right, right, right. But he took my back, and he could have. Yeah. He could have put that rear naked in. Yeah. And I was like, whoa. Oh, shit. Like, oh, shit. Yeah. This guy just fucking went all over me, like, in a second. Climbing <laughs> me like a tree. And I got so tired. And, bro, it was like, I tell everybody this. Like, it was, like, drowning. Yeah. Like, the last 20 minutes of class, you roll. Yeah. I mean, luckily, they went easy on me. Yeah. I mean, but I felt like I couldn't catch my breath, and I was, like, dying. Like I It's was a like, wild feeling. It's so humbling, dude. Yeah. Like, you say like my a, ego, it went away. Absolutely. But you know what? To your credit, like, a lot of people don't come back after that. Mm-hmm. They're like, nah, I can't handle that again. Like, I'm not, I'm not doing it. You know, and they just, they turn their gee in and they walk out the door and you never see them again. Mm-hmm. You know, like, it, it crushes your ego at the beginning so that you can, like, build back up a better person. Like, yeah. I really believe that, like, you know, it, there's there's not very many asshole jujitsu black belts. Yeah. You know, like, most of them are really good people because mm-hmm. because of that. Like, you just... You just can't be a, a, an asshole yeah. and, and be good. So I I love it because of that. It's a it's a good sport to be involved in. I was almost that guy too. I got done and I was like, I can't do this. Like, I just got my ass handed to me by smaller people. Yeah. Like I was still like just so stupid. Yeah, you and, mentally. Yeah, but everybody was cool. I mean. I guess people were seeing potential in me. Yeah. You know, and they were, they were so like, no, man, like just come back. Yeah. You'll get better. Absolutely. Like, you'll, you'll learn exactly. what we're doing. Cause you don't know what we're doing. Like you just, you just came in and thought it was something that it wasn't, but why not learn? Right. You know, like why not take the time to, I guess, become a better grappler, jiu-jitsu player, whatever it is, you know, like 
you know, take the time to keep coming back. And I thought about it. And the next day I came back. I did come back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it was cool, man. It was cool to, it was cool to see myself, um, grow in jujitsu. Yeah. You know, like you see it on TV and it looks so like technical, but you know, you just keep showing up and then like anything else you get better. Yeah. I yeah. Mean, you that's absorb. Mm-hmm. A yeah. sponge. Yeah, exactly. And I, I think that, I mean, obviously there's rust, but I think it's something that you almost never forget. Mm-hmm. You know, like you could not train for five years and, but if somebody attacks you at a gas station, like you're still going to like remember that shit and you're going to be able to do what you have to do. You mm-hmm. know, like part of it is muscle memory and I don't think that goes away. No. Which is a nice feeling to have, you know, like I, I train with some people who are like obsessed like they're addicted to jujitsu. They have to do it. If they get hurt and they can't train for a month, they lose their mind. You know, like they, they really, really need to. And I feel like for me, it's not really like that. I don't get that. I don't have that type of mentality about it, but I do have the mentality of like, it is something that I owe my future kids and my wife, you know, like I owe them the work that I need to put in now so that if something happens in the future, like I'm the only one who's going to be there to, to handle that situation. Mm-hmm. You know, like I will not, I, I would train for a thousand hours or 10,000 hours to be able to, in that one situation that I need to be able to do something to have the tools to be able to do it. Mm-hmm. Like I'll fucking, I'll start crying right now if I, if I talk about <laughs> it too much, but like, cause that's what it is. Like it is like a, a chore that I have to do to be able to protect the people that I love in that situation whenever, you know, I have kids and, you know, cause shit happens. People, yeah. people, I watched, I watched uh nocturnal animals one time. Have you ever seen nocturnal? Animals? I've heard of it. I haven't seen it yet. It's a Jake Gyllenhaal movie mm-hmm. and Jake Gyllenhaal gets like his family, his wife and his daughter, like taken from him on the side of the road. They break down and, and the movie is like, his wife and daughter get taken and and killed and he has to like get revenge. That's Mm -hmm. the the plot of the movie. Okay. And I watched that one night and then go to MMA the next day and just get tuned up. I just get my (laughs) ass beat by, by my friends, you know, like these guys are my friends, but they're amazing fighters. And so I just get tuned up and like that feeling of helplessness, you know, like I'm just, I'm covered up. I'm like taking shots, you know, like, I, I get out of a situation and then I just get right back into a bad one and I'm just getting tuned up. I just got my ass whooped in, in MMA sparring. And then I get home and I open the door and Jade is sitting there on the couch and I like drop to my knees and just start bawling. Like mm-hmm. I like it it was just like that feeling of helplessness. Like you you it feels bad enough to feel that in the gym, but to feel that in real life when there's like real life stakes, like I can't handle that shit. Mm-hmm. That's like you have that's real life, you know, stuff that you have to like be able to handle. So it's nice, you know, like that stuff doesn't always go away. You know, like you can not train for multiple years and still like feel pretty confident that you're going to be able to like make it happen when the time comes. Hopefully the time never comes. I know. Right. <laughs> yeah. Like I don't want to be doing that. <laughs> Cause it's not any fun, but I just, it does feel nice as a former fighter like yourself to be able to know, like, you know, I could hypothetically get this thing done. Yeah. I, I remember when I worked at River Spirit and people found out that I did jujitsu and MMA and all that. So then once they found out, they would, I'd get like these crazy questions like, like, um, so, uh, you could beat up everybody here. I was like, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I, I was like, I don't no? even think like that. Like, yeah. But I guess, you know, that's spectator versus uh, 
person actually does it, a participant. Exactly. exactly. You know, so I was like, I don't know. I was like, I don't know. I was like, well, I don't even know why I would want to do that. I like, never would. Yeah, that's the yeah. thing. Yeah, that's the answer. And then so, but I always got crazy questions like that. But I always told people, like, it's it's a great way f- to control uh, a person. Yeah. Like, they're a baby in your hands, pretty much. Yeah. You know, like, if I'm not, I'd come up with like, a scenario, like, I don't know, say say somebody comes at you right like and they come at you or they try to take you down i was like you can just sprawl and then hook them or you can take their back because they don't know what i'm doing yeah exactly like i can by the time they figure it out it's they're unconscious yeah and then you know um i forget some of the terms like um the guillotine yeah i remember uh i remember my cousin oh man i'm just not remembering this but when I came back home one time, he was like, man, I've been, I've been uh, training too, you know, I've been trying. Fight like, me. I was like, where do you Fight train me. at? He was like, oh, I watch UFC on the YouTube. The streets, the streets. He said you he always get you. that guy that comes into the gym and says he fights in the streets. That's how he was. He's like, yeah. I watch it on YouTube. Right. I was like, bro, I train at a fucking gym. I was like, you're not going to fucking beat me from YouTube. Yeah. I was like, I don't even want to do this. And kept begging me and begging me. And then. I remember finally I said, "Man, fuck it! Like let's just go. Yeah. Like, we just we just set Before up. Before I mat. think about it too hard, we set up a mat <laughs> and we went to the went to the gym, set up a mat, and I set oh, my timer for five minutes. I was like, "Man, we'll just go five minutes." Yeah. I was like, "I'm not gonna go hard." But and by the way, you're not gonna last thirty five seconds. He didn't. It was like fifteen seconds. Yeah. I let's see what do you do. Oh, we, I said, "Man, let's start on our knees because I'm not gonna. I don't want to start standing yeah. up because." Yeah. You don't too know much, what, you too don't know what you're doing. Like yeah. you don't know how to fall or whatever. Yeah, yeah. I remember meat hooked him, got him down. Like I, I barely like shoved him down. Yeah, it was like, just snapped him down. I snapped him down, yeah. dude, because I didn't realize how strong I was. Yeah, you know. And you, when you do that to people that train all the time, right, right, they, they have resistance. Yeah. But meat hooked him, slammed him down, and I was like, I surprised myself. I was like, oh shit! Like he just went straight down, straight to the face, like flattened out. Yeah, wow. And I was like. Whoa, and I, 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 I like circled around and I got his back and yeah, got my hooks yeah. in. Yeah. 15 seconds, tapped. Boom. Boom. And then he's like, he's like, man, that was nothing. I was like, bro, that's 15 seconds. Looked at the clock. I was like, are you serious, dude? Yeah. So after that, I just started playing around with him. The next time I got him, I did an omoplata. Yeah. That's the one where you put the foot on yep, yep. Yeah. And then he didn't know what hit him. He's like, What's that called? And I was like, that's an omoplata. Yeah, I was look like, that shit up on YouTube, bro. Because <laughs> I was on my back. <laughs> I was on my back, and I got my foot around, and yeah. he was watching me the entire time. Yeah. And I slipped my foot up on his neck, yeah. pulled him forward, and choked him out with my foot. Yep. He couldn't believe, like, what I just did. Yeah. And I was like, bro, that's stuff you're not going to learn on YouTube. Yeah. You need to go to a gym. Yeah. But that's how it went, man. That's like when people say, oh, man, I just, like, I... I don't know. I don't train, but but when I see red, man, I just I just bodies hit the floor. Oh, like I hate that. Oh, <laughs> it's just it's comical to people that know what they're doing. It's comical, but you know, like it's also like like we said, like no nobody that knows how to fight wants to fight. Yeah, yeah. That's the other thing. Like if you ever hear anybody who's talking about fighting or wanting to fight, that person's not a fighter. Mm-hmm. End of story. Like you're, you'll never hear it. Mm-hmm. Like the last people that want to fight are the fighters. <laughs> They're like, I don't want to do this. <laughs> you know, like I, I'm not doing my job for free. First of all, true doesn't make any financial <laughs> sense. 
<laughs> and second of all, it's just too much risk. Yeah. And it's not fun, you know, like it's just it's just, it's it's not at all. Yeah. But jujitsu is a great sport, MMA is a great sport. I tell people, just try it. Yeah. It's interesting. I still get like messages like I'm I'm like thirty. People say like, Oh, I'm like thirty five or forty, should I give it a shot? I'm like, yeah. Yeah. They're not gonna murder you. Like, yeah, just go in there and try class and see what happens. Yeah, and there's so much different, like, you know, different stuff that you can do. You could go take a kickboxing class and do bag work, and that's great. Mm-hmm. You know, like, just do that. You're not gonna get hurt doing that. You're not gonna get smashed up doing that. Yeah. You know, like, just do something. You know, like, it's fun. All there's all different types of martial arts, all different types of training. All you know, so many good coaches, like. It's a great way to meet people, you know, like if you're in a new city and you're into that stuff and you can go like meet a bunch of when I lived in Springfield, I Jade and I moved to uh, Amsterdam after Florida and lived in Amsterdam for a while. And then when I moved back, we actually broke up in in Amsterdam. The the (laughs) two of us broke up in Amsterdam and uh, were apart for like a full year. Like we didn't speak at all. And then when I moved back to the United States, I moved back to Missouri. And that's when we got back together and we got and we're married now. Mm -hmm. But when I was living in Missouri, I didn't know anybody in Missouri. And I and I went to train jujitsu because that was what I knew. And I met like some of my best friends that I met and, you know, that I had in Springfield, like people that I'm still really close with that a couple two of them are probably going to end up in the UFC or like they're both very, very good fighters. Damn. But, uh, you know, met them in the gym, you know, like it's a good place to, to meet people, too. True. Yeah. Very true. Yeah. Damn. So you've been all over training. Pretty yeah, much. I whenever I was in Amsterdam, that was when I first went to Tenth Planet mm. because I had moved there with Jade to start a business. Mm-hmm. We we had like a visa based on our small business idea. We had like sold everything we owned. We were gonna move to Amsterdam. We were in love. We were you know like we we like had this whole plan, and then we got there and it was just a lot of pressure on us you know to like start this business and we you know I had a my life savings and stuff like that. And we were going to use it to start the business and it was just a lot of pressure. Mm -hmm. And so that's, I think that's one of the reasons that we broke up. And also we just both had a lot of growing that we needed to do, you know, Mm -hmm. and we just launched ourselves, ourselves into that, like really like strenuous and pressure filled, you know, uh, environment. And so we ended up breaking up and she, you know, like, Holland, the Netherlands was her dream. So I was like, you know, you should stay. And I tried to get her to stay. And she was, we had already like signed a housing contract and stuff, but she ended up moving back to the United States and she, uh, you know, did so much cool shit and, you know, traveled, but I didn't know anything she was doing. So I was just there by myself, but I couldn't run the business without her because it was a paint and sip studio and she was the artist and I was supposed to be the business person, you know, like running the business. Mm -hmm. So I was like, all right, well, fuck, I guess I'm just going to ride this out, you know, ride out the housing contract and spend the money that I was going to, that we were going to use on the business. So I was like, all right, fuck, I I don't, I don't have anything to do. I'll just, you know, smoke a bunch of weed and do (laughs) jujitsu. So I went and found a 10th planet and just started training jujitsu and uh you know just chilling and that's when i first started making art actually too really that was when i first downloaded photoshop i made my first pieces in this flat in amsterdam and the crazy part about it was that we had such a hard time finding a living like situation in, in amsterdam because the housing market there is wild and we were going to these open houses and it's like 30 other couples all of whom speak dutch you mm. know so they're speaking dutch to the agent 
and we can't speak Dutch. She speaks it a, a lot better than I do, but still, like, we're not fluent where we're both having a conversation with a realtor in Dutch. Mm-hmm. So we were like, shit, we're never going to find a house. And we had, we had an Airbnb for, like, two weeks. You know, like, we were under the gun to find a house. Wow. And we found this Craigslist ad. Jade found this Craigslist ad. And so we went and met this woman. Her name was Kachinka. And we were the only person that showed up to her open house because it was listed on Craigslist. And she was looking for somebody to stay in her flat with all of her, like, furniture and her two cats. She needed somebody to stay there with the cats and watch the cats while she went to Hong Kong to be with family for, like, eight months. Mm -hmm. So we were like, yes, this is perfect. And it was, like, just in our budget. And she didn't even have a housing contract. I wrote the housing contract by hand. And then we signed it there, like, on the spot with her. And we're like, yeah, we'll keep the cats, like all this stuff. And Mm -hmm. it was like the perfect situation. But she was a native from Canada. Oh, really? She was half Dutch, uh, you know, like Dutch and half Canadian First Nations. And so she had Black Elk Speaks and, you know, Wooden Leg, all these autobiographies from these famous Plains, um, you know, holy men, medicine men in the flat and like all these artifacts and like all this really awesome, you know, like First Nations, like literature and material. So I'm there by myself, you know, like no job, nothing to do, just doing jujitsu, smoking and like downloaded <laughs> Photoshop and reading all of these like First Nations like literature. It was like awesome. I mean, obviously I was heartbroken because mm-hmm. I had just, you know, lost the love of my life, but you know, fucking happy story we got married mm-hmm. so everything so now i can laugh about it but like you know it like the the like pain and boredom like made me download photoshop because i'd been telling jade i'm gonna be an artist i'm gonna i'm gonna download photoshop i'm gonna do this and just had never done it mm-hmm. so that was like how i got started and it was just like the perfect like little room to start in because it was kachinka's kachinka's room mm-hmm. so that that was yeah, that that was when I first got started. Like I made my first pieces in in Amsterdam in that room. How long ago was that? That was in 2018, beginning of 2018. Oh wow. Yeah. So you just kind of started doing this then. Yeah, I'm 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 very long. new, very mm-hmm. new for sure. And it te- it it shows by the amount of stuff that I don't know how to do on Photoshop. Photoshop is so deep. I know. I've been using Blender now too. I want to really I really want to use Blender. Um, to do like the 3d stuff and do more like in-depth nft work Mm -hmm. because i see so many people that are doing so much cool shit there's this guy quinn hopkins have you ever heard of uh his i think it was i forget his um his handle it was in it was uh oh man it was in digital like indigenous and digital it was in digital Mm -hmm. um and now it's newton studio i think it's Noden studio the way that he pronounces it but the guy's name is quinn hopkins super super cool um i think he's uh it's it's obijue i'm probably butchering that but ojibwe yeah yeah ojibwe um he's an ojibwe nft artist Mm -hmm. and does really cool like 3d shit and i don't i don't know if he uses blender or not he might use uh, a different program but he does really cool stuff Hmm. So I'm trying to get on his level and he's been like super helpful to me too. He's been super nice to me and like telling me, you know, how to do different stuff. And, and, uh, so yeah, that's, yeah. Shout out to Quinn. He's awesome. Noden studios. Noden studios. Yeah. On Twitter. I'll have to check him out. Yeah. Yeah. Now, I'll, I'll send you his stuff on Twitter. His first one sounded, um, 
What was it in? In digital, I think. In digital. Yeah. That one sounded familiar. Yeah. And I think he was in digital on Instagram too. I forget, but yeah, super nice dude. Do it does really really awesome stuff. Um, and he's in my it, all the NFT shit, dude. Happens on Twitter. So it's been really interesting. Like I, you know, as an artist, you think that you have to just put all your time into Instagram. Like that's what I've been thinking for years. Mm-hmm. And then come to find out like all the web three and NFT shit is on Twitter. So then I was like, all right, I got, I haven't touched Twitter in, you know, like four years. I went back to my Twitter, <laughs> dude. It was embarrassing. I went back to like the tweets that I, cause the last time I've been tweeting heavily was in like college and high school. Mm-hmm. And so I had to do like a whole clean out of my Twitter, like delete all these terrible <laughs> tweets that I had tweeted, like just being a douchebag asshole, like, you know, like from college, you know, I'm trying to think of a good one, but just like, you know, these guys in the gym don't know anything about lifting or whatever, whatever it was, just like me being a douchebag and had to go back and like delete all these old tweets. But yeah, I, I, I started up my Twitter again and, and, uh, Twitter's, Twitter's, you know, it's cool. There's a lot of good content on there. There's native Twitter, which is, you know, like, you know about that. And it's just like a lot of current events, but also like cool new shit that's happening on, you know, like in, in first nations and like throughout the whole nation of, of like, uh, you know, native news. Mm-hmm. And then, like I said, all the NFT stuff is on Twitter too. So I've been like using Twitter a lot more in the past six months than I had in a long, long time before that. Damn. Yeah. I got to start using Twitter. If you get back on Twitter, I have this group that you should be in. It's like 30, 30, uh, you know, natives and like, or like really strong allies mm-hmm. um, <clears throat> that are like into web three stuff. And so we just kind of like chop, chop it up and, and chat it up in that room um, and like share resources that are like web three uh, resources. People like, you know, there's really, there's some really talented artists in that group actually that I found. Um, and you know, we'll, if they launch a project, they, they post it in the group and everybody goes and retweets it and comments and like gets their engagement up and stuff. So if you end up on Twitter, I got a, I got a spot for you on Twitter for sure. Yeah. Well, I do have a Twitter. I just never, I just never get on tough, right? I mean, like you, you, you get one of those things out of your repertoire and then you just never think about it again. Mm Twitter is going to cure me of Instagram. I have an Instagram problem. Like Instagram (laughs) is too, it like sucks me in. Yeah. And I need to, it's just, I get, I get to scrolling and I follow like cool shit and I follow like, you know, like artists that I admire and stuff, but like I got to get out of, you know, it, it, it makes it tough because it, it, there is a lot of comparison and I want to be inspired by other people's work, but I don't want to just let, you know, scroll on their shit and not make my own, Mm. you know? So Twitter is like good for me to like be, you know, engaged with people, but also not like just wasting fucking all my time. Damn, I gotta figure it out. Cause Savannah was talking about native Twitter. Yeah, what was and she it, saying about it? So she was saying it's just a like it's a good community. Like yeah. it's a lot of mutual aid, aid yeah. and stuff too. And yeah, and I was like, cause I'm on Twitter, but I just like don't know. I didn't cause she was talking about. Cause I was asking her, I was like, well, how do you like how did you find native Twitter or whatever? And she was saying, oh, well, I just searched like. Like Cheyenne Arapaho, yeah. Like in the search bar, yeah. and then she said people will pop up that have that in their bio, mm-hmm. or like you type in something in there, and whatever you type, like it'll it'll pop up with people yeah. that have it in their bio. And I was like, okay, well that makes sense. Yeah. Like I didn't, you know, I just have like friends I know, and then people I meet, and then we just follow each other. Yeah. And like I don't, 
I got to get more into it because, like, I just don't know. <laughs> you, you, I think you would end up loving Twitter if you were to, like, get into it for a mm-hmm. second because then it learns what you're into and then it'll show you, like, uh, it will show anybody that's, like, a native artist that's on Twitter, mm-hmm. they'll come up on my, like, people you should follow or what suggested, I don't know what the fucking terminology is, but, like, it, Twitter will show me. Oh, shit. Like, I'm constantly finding, like, native artists on Twitter um yeah savannah's art is fucking cool i follow her on twitter too i gotta ask her to be in my group she might already be in it she might be yeah i gotta get her in there if not yeah damn yeah i'll i'll get into it yeah you'll have to you guys have to teach me some tricks because yeah absolutely it's funny like the (laughs) there is like some terminology and lexicon type things on twitter that will just you know the typical like gm gn good good morning good night Mm. there's wag me which is we're all gonna make it and some of this is like web3 shit like the whole web3 nfts crypto like all that stuff is like that kind of has its own terminology um, which is some of the like GNGM and the Wagme stuff. There's some cool fucking projects that are like really like interlacing, you know, native uh, culture and and like Web three stuff. There's some really cool shit on there. Mm-hmm. There's one called Four Hundred Drums, and it's this lady. Well, there's a they have a whole team, so I don't want to like you know like dox there to doxing is another thing. Like if you are a lot of people on Twitter are anonymous, mm-hmm. and like a lot of people in the Web three space are anonymous. And so they just, they never show a picture of themselves. You don't know their location, their age. Like it's, it's very kind of like, eh, sketchy. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, if you get doxxed, that means that like you show your face, you tell people your real name, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. So, um, oh man, I forget where I was going with that. You're talking about her team. Yeah. yeah. Oh, this lady, docs. this lady, Tamara. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So this lady, um, they have a whole team of four, this, uh, this project, 400 drums. Mm-hmm. And it's a, they have a, they have a knowledge keeper up there. I forget what, uh, what tribe he's from, what first nation, uh, tribe he's from, but he makes drums. Mm-hmm. And so they made 10 drums and he makes them in a really cool way. He makes them in the traditional way, but then they pour paint on, on the actual drum face Mm-hmm. And he like blows it with with uh, like a straw with his mouth, but also with like a hair dryer, and so he like makes this fluid art on top of the drum, mm-hmm. and uh, and he made ten. They, he made ten drums, and then their NFT like team, they took photo assets of those drums and like created a whole NFT project around those ten drums. And they, I think there's, I think it's a 444 piece Genesis collection. Genesis means like it's their first, their first outing, like their first foray into the NFT space. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> and so they have like a whole team of like developers and, and marketing people and salespeople. And Tamara, I think is like the, the cultural, uh, you know, consultant. And also like, you know, I don't know exactly what her title is. She does a lot of marketing too, but she's she's a, a super nice lady also in in that group chat. But um, a really really cool project of like doing it right, you know, from the very beginning because there's kind of a whole protocol to launching an NFT um, collection, and they're doing it like at a really high level. They have the whole Discord, they have a community, you know, like they they I think they're almost done selling the whole 440 piece collection, and it's like a I don't remember what the price point is, but it's like a you know hundred to two hundred dollar um, price point so like they're you know selling a, a, a pretty big collection and like doing it really well and and building a community of people that are into indigenous art and 
it's just cool. It's cool to watch people that are like doing it really well, doing it at a high level and like bringing a lot of other people in and like building a really strong community because that's another thing about NFT projects is they're all about like building a community. Mm-hmm. Um, and Discord is like another app that is it's kind of like a computer developer's app, honestly. It's like really weird usage, but I think people who are like devs kind of understand it more. Um, but they have a, a, a really strong Discord as well. What's yeah. dev? A developer, like a oh, okay. like a computer fucking, okay. you know, computer nerd. Yeah. Computer nerd people, dev. Okay. Um, I'm catching yeah. up. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, there's so much shit. There's so much shit. I feel like an idiot. Every time I'm on Twitter, I feel like an idiot. Just because there's so there's so much terminology. And, like, you know, it's just a whole nother world. It's a computer nerd world. Wow. The Web3 world. <laughs> I am a moron. Well, I, you were talking about, would you say wag me? Wag me. Is that what you say? Yeah, was like, we're all going to yeah. make it. <laughs> We're all going to make it. It's like an acronym, and I think it's just like a fucking positivity thing. Yeah. Like whatever you guys are doing, like, you're going to do great. Yeah. You know, like, there, there's a lot of that, too, which I can't, I, you know, I can't get mad at that. Is that a hashtag or? Yeah, it's a hashtag. Okay. Hashtag wag me. Okay. All right. <laughs> yeah. So hashtag like GM. Hashtag GM. GM. Good morning. Good morning and good night, which I don't know how that got to be a big thing. Like, it's really not, there's not a whole lot to that one. Um. But yeah, that's that's like what the the whole Web three Twitter thing is a, is a whole another world in itself. Have you heard of Twitter Spaces? Yeah, Twitter Spaces is wild. Yeah, just these constant hundred person chat rooms mm-hmm. of people just screaming about different shit and yelling at each other. And you know, like they have a stage. They'll bring you have to come up on stage and request to be, you know, like request to speak. And then there's a host and they bring you up on stage and there's an audience. So, so, you know, 95% of the people in the room can't talk. Only the 10 people that are on stage can talk and mute their and mute and unmute their mic. And then the the host kind of like runs the conversation and everybody who's down in the audience just, you know, interacts and hits their heart button and then their heart, you know, or their, or their wave hand comes and flashes up or whatever. What the fuck? It's wild. I've been in like a, a room. Yeah. I didn't understand it. It was just people talking and yeah, that's what it is. Yeah. Yeah. But there's all types of different rooms and different people. And like, there's a whole etiquette around the, the Twitter spaces, but for an, for artists, like for NFT artists, it's like unprecedented. I mean, like, can you imagine if there was a place here in Tulsa that was just a a warehouse full of art collectors that were just sitting there waiting for an artist to get up on stage and pitch their project? Yeah. Like that would be so powerful, you know, like for artists, because otherwise artists are just sitting in their house hoping that somebody comes, knocks on their door and be like, hey, you know, fucking I want to buy your piece. Yeah. Which we know that never happens. Like it is hard as an artist. A lot of the times like artists are are uh, what do you call it? Introverts. Yeah. You know, like to be an artist who's also a good salesperson and can sell your art like that's a huge blessing. You know, so like a lot of the people don't have that. And so these, they call them shill spaces. Shilling is like pitching. That's the, that's the term for the pitch is the shill. But, uh, you can get up and and shill your project, you know, like present your project. You get up there and you, you know, you unmute your mic and you do the whole freaking third grade presentation. My name is Kirk. I'm an artist. I, you know, I made this piece and this is my collection and you can buy it for this amount of money. And it's listed on OpenSea or foundation or rareable or whatever the fuck. So it's it is kind of a powerful thing, but it is also like it's just I don't know how long it's gonna be like that. 
or how long that will be a thing. It can't last. Mm-hmm. You know, like people are it, like, you can't do that forever. Like there's going to be a certain point where there's too many people to be in those rooms and you can't like, it won't work anymore. Hmm. So, but yeah, that that's a whole, a whole nother thing. Jade, my wife, Jade has sold a lot of NFTs. She's like super successful doing it. I've only sold a couple, but um, yeah, she, she was already more successful than me in the art world and in real life too. So she just, <laughs> she always comes in, she came in after me, fucking crushed it, made a bunch of sales, you know, like does well. She always comes in and just does it way better than I do. <laughs> that's, that's her, uh, that's, that's like her MO, which she always does. <laughs> She's just super talented, that lady. Man. Yeah. I was, I was talking about getting into NFTs, but. I remember you added me on the Discord, on that Discord yeah, room. Yeah, yeah. Everybody was talking, and it was like they were speaking in code. So it was it's like, a hard thing to keep up with. Like I didn't know like what everybody was talking about. I was like, uh, I was trying to catch up too, and then I just didn't understand what anybody was talking about. Yeah, <laughs> Discord makes it ten times harder. It's so much more confusing on Discord. Yeah, and I'll get you in that Twitter in that Twitter chat. You'll be able to keep up there because it's like not that you can't keep up, but like. It, it will be so much less confusing. Yeah. Discord, the user interface itself is fucking weird. Yeah. I didn't understand, like, because I think I messaged you. I was like, how do I get into the the chat room or whatever it is? And yeah. I think you said, like, oh, just, it, it is, it's a weird layout. I think it's built off of, like, programming. Mm-hmm. Like, computer programmers, like, that's how their shit is built. Like, the things on the side is, like, the server. Yeah. And then, and then everything under that, there's channels. Mm-hmm. I think it's built like for computer programmers, and that's why they understand it, and the rest of us have no fucking <laughs> idea what's going on. <laughs> so I think <laughs> they're trying to keep us out. Yeah, I felt so dumb. I was like, I don't know what I'm doing. Dude. I feel dumb. Every I don't want to press the wrong thing. And then all day, every day, feeling dumb. <laughs> classic. Keeps me humble. Oh, of course. <laughs> yeah. I'm always humbled every day. Yeah. Technology humbles me. Yeah. <laughs> when did you start? When did you guys start getting into NFTs? We just started getting into NFTs like the very beginning of this year, like like late February, early March. So like, you know. Oh, really? Very, very recently. Very, before, very recently. Before it blew bad. up. Oh, no, yeah. you're good. Well, it's like, I don't know that it's blown up yet. I, I Especially right now because the crypto market is just getting kicked in the pants. Like, sure. Every, there's a lot of there's a lot of like fear and and you know a lot of a lot of fear and uncertainty and doubt which is another hashtag fud fear uncertainty doubt <laughs> fud there's fud in the market right now bro <laughs> so it's like uh i think there's a lot of people that are stepping away from it but i think i'm just going to keep going with it Mm-hmm. I made the decision like right at the beginning. Like, I don't think I'm going to do prints anymore. I want to do prints only for red stick, only for red stick gallery. Like if you want my prints, you have to go to the tribe and get them. Mm. I think that's what, I think that's what I'm going to do. Mm-hmm. Also, cause I'm bitter as fuck because the, I've reached out to so many galleries and like, you know, different people to try to get my stuff up on the walls and you know, like it never works out. And I think now I'm just a bitter piece of shit who's like, all right, I'm fuck you guys. I'm doing only digital. I'm doing only NFTs now. You're switching. Yeah. <laughs> so I think part of it is me being bitter. And part of it is like, you know, I feel like if I can get in early and like make a name and like be, you know, I see, you know, other people, there, there are other people that are doing it well and successfully. There's, uh, you know, there's a, there's a, a fair number of people that are doing it well. But I feel like if I can be early, then maybe I can like, make a name and then 
you know, and then accomplish my goal of quitting my day job and smoking weed and making art all day and just getting people to buy them for, you know, a ton of Ethereum. That's the goal. Ethereum. Does that Ethereum. Would, I always That's call the, it Ether. Yeah, Eth. Ether. Eth. Yeah. Eth. Yeah, Eth. <laughs> yeah, you'll hear Eth. Eth is a term that you'll Ethereum. hear a lot too. Eth. Okay. But yeah, that's the that's I'm launching all my stuff on Ethereum blockchain, so um, getting paid in Ethereum. So as long as, hey, but you know, bro, Ethereum could go, go to zero, and then I don't have any more money, and you know, like the the shit is crazy. Mm-hmm. But we just we just have to hope that it's not going to do that. I don't think it's going to happen like that. I don't think so either. I almost pulled out from my stocks. Yeah, but because they got they're getting low. But oh, bro, mine are getting but they changed all the crushed. Time. Yeah. Yeah, my my crypto's getting crushed, but my S&P my my stock stocks are getting crushed too. So mm-hmm. like what's the fucking difference? Yeah. Gambling. I know, That's bro. That's gambling. I know. I know. That's like I remember when I first started stocks. Bro, I okay, so I had a when the pandemic hit before it hit actually. No. I think it was when it hit. I I I put in like I think 100 in AMC. Uh-huh. Cause it was only like, no, I think I put in like 50 bucks yeah. in AMC. Cause yeah. it was only like, it got down to like $4 a share. Yeah. Maybe three. Yeah. But people were like on TikTok, we're like, buy it, mm-hmm. you know, buy into AMCs and it's, it's low. Yeah. So I was like, okay, so I put in 50 and then I think I put in 50 for something else. GameStop maybe? No, I wish. No, it was that was uh, that Wall Street bet shit. There was stuff on Reddit, bro. Yeah, I, yeah. I would have pulled out as soon as that hit. Yeah, but man, so the pandemic hit, and then, oh man, I listened to people and they were like, "Yeah, theaters probably won't be the same," and the AMC went down to dollar ninety five. Wow, and I was like, "Fuck, man!" Like it went, it went that low for a share. Yeah, and I was like, "Should I put more in or should I just Ooh. pull out?" And I gave it like a few more months and then the same thing. It was like, man, like, I don't think we're going to see theaters like the same as before the pandemic. Right. You know, because then we started getting a lot of streaming movies, True. Uh, digital, yeah. like premieres on your TV for Disney Plus. Yeah. And I was like, fuck, man. And it got it went up to like, I think, three dollars again. So I would have made my I made my money back. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, man. I'm just gonna put it. I'm just gonna put it somewhere else. But yeah. I ended up withdrawing it. Fuck, man! And you gotta pay taxes on it. Well, it was only like I actually lost money because it. Oh, perfect it was tax like, break. Yeah, <laughs> like it was. Uh, I think I bought in at like three eighty, yeah. and it was like it. It barely hit like three dollars. Yeah, because it was it was like from two ninety to three dollars. Yeah, it went to three, and I was like, man, I'm cashing out. So I cashed out, and fuck. Everything got back to normal. What's AMC at now? Do you know? It's, you can never should. My wife calls it shooting on yourself. Don't should on yourself. It's not as big as it was, but when I checked it that one time, yeah, it was ninety a share. Wow. Always hindsight's twenty twenty. We could do this <laughs> shit all day. I should have bought Google at one dollar. Fuck. You know, like you, you could do that all day, right? You could shoot on yourself all day. But I think now it's like sixty. AMC's yeah. like sixty a share, but it was yeah. ninety, and I had like. However much fifty bucks would buy for four dollars a share. Yeah, I'd probably retire. Yeah, no, I probably wouldn't. But well, even so, you know, like just to have an, <laughs> uh, then you have, then you got some money in your Robin Hood, uh, and you, yep. you know, you spend it on something else, and 
But you, but it's like, it is gambling. Mm-hmm. That shit is gambling. I don't care who anybody says. Yeah. You know, like unless you just have a ton of money, like Warren Buffett, and you just don't really move your stocks around, and you just live off dividends, and you know, and and a little bit of appreciation, like that's that's not gambling. But you know what we're doing is is gambling. <laughs> but hey, I'd much rather know about it and like lose a little bit of money now so that I can make money later. Yeah, you know, because then you get in with like you, you know, you become successful. The podcast blows up. You, you blow up. You have fifty thousand dollars, and you're like, all right, now I'm gonna learn the stock market. Mm -hmm. And then you go and you lose your fifty, your your fifty thousand dollars instead of the fifty dollars that you just lost. And then you learned a huge lesson. Mm -hmm. You know, like, and then you get to you know reap the rewards of that later, right? Like that's that's. I keep trying to get my brother, my, my little brother, and, uh, you know, like, anybody who's young who's around me, I'm like, yo, go learn the stock market now. Like, go learn it now so that you can use it later to compound your money. You know, yeah. like, I and I'm, I don't claim to be a stock market expert, but I do watch it, and, and I do invest so that I can learn and, and uh, you know, just participate. Isn't that what they, like, corporations do with people's retirement? Like, their 4K? Yeah, their 401Ks are, are, but the 401Ks are in, like, super conservative stocks and, like, sometimes even bonds so that they know that they don't lose people's retirement money in, like, a Mm. shitty economic downturn, (laughs) like, right now. People's 401Ks used to have $60,000 in them and now they have forty five, and they're freaking the fuck out. But that's the thing. Like, sometimes, I mean, that's human nature, right? Like, sometimes people pull their money out at 45. Mm Mm-hmm. Like you invested 60 and then you pull your money out at 45 and you could just could have just kept it for, you know, like relax and just don't look at it. And then it goes back up to 80 and then you're good again. Yeah. You know, but us human nature us as humans, we're mentally weak and we want to freak the fuck out and yank our money out. (laughs) Yeah. And then pay taxes on it. Yeah. Shit's wild. (laughs) But that's like rich people shit. Like, right. You, You have to know you have to like participate in it or else you're just. You know, like, I want to do rich people shit. I want to get good at that. I want to, like, you know, have wealth for my future, you know, family and stuff. Like, like you you got to just do it and learn it. And, you know, I'm not going and losing thousands of dollars, hopefully. Thank God. But, mm-hmm. um, you know, try to learn it as much as I can. Man, that's how it is, man. You just have to learn everything you do. And yeah. nobody's going to sit there and... I mean, it'll probably help, but it's better for you to just learn it on your own. Yeah. Because I don't know. That's what I try to tell people. Like, um, it's like, well, how do you like? How do you start something? Like, how do you do it? And I'm yeah. like, man, you just have to do it. You and just then, do. And then you just have to learn, like, what works, what doesn't work, like, um, networking. Yeah communication you have to learn like there's more than just you know getting somebody over here and talking yeah. like there's so much more to it and i mean that's what people will think is like oh like you know you just you're just talking like yeah but it's like okay like you know i thought that too but you know once the once you see this red button on yeah then you and yeah then we're you, sitting in front of a lot of tech you, right now and then you hear yourself yeah then you get scared and then yeah you, you know, if you're like me, you hate your voice. Yeah. And then you start realizing like, oh, damn, there's all kind of dead air and stuff. And then it becomes like, oh, OK, well, this is harder than it looked. 
Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Well, it's nice when you make it look easy, right? Like <laughs> yeah. that's what the people are seeing. They're seeing they're seeing you made it making it look easy. Mm-hmm. But it's not easy. You know, and there's and like I said, we're sitting in front of a lot of equipment right now and this equipment ain't free. No. And you have to know what you're doing with it. And you have to, you know, like I said, it takes nuts and, and it takes like, you know, just it, it takes learning on the job and you know, just like we were talking about before, just doing it the best way you can. But it's beautiful when you can make it look easy. Yeah. It's like somebody who says that like they had an overnight come up. You know, like somebody who's been working hard at something for 10 years and then they finally hit that tipping point mm-hmm. and they blow up and they, you know, do well. And then everybody says, well, oh, Russell is just an overnight success. Mm-hmm. And it's like, no, motherfucker, I've been working at this for 10 years. Yeah, exactly. You know, like you, it seems like an overnight success to you, but you haven't been with me for the past 10 years and I've been grinding my ass off. It's like what the whole iceberg thing, right? Mm-hmm. Like you only see 10% of an iceberg, like... It's that, you know, like you weren't around when I was, when I was putting that work in, Yeah, you only see the success and then you want to take it away from me by saying that I'm an overnight viral success or whatever the fuck, you know, like it's, that's, it's just people trying to tear people down. Yeah. I was talking about, talking about, talking about that, like to somebody else, it was like, you know, nobody sees like artists, actors, mm-hmm. somebody writing a book. Yeah. Somebody putting the time in to do something that they love. And then all of a sudden, like, you see them on TV, you know, or or you see them, like, have their big break. Right. Because I was like that, too. I was like, you know, I, I would just see these people not putting in the time. And then all of a sudden, like, oh, they have, like, they're on, like, TV or they're in galleries or, right. you know, they're they're making, like, good money. Yeah. But, like, once you start doing it you understand like that shit like you said does not happen overnight yeah you might think it does but you don't know how many years how many days nights they fucking grinded for that yeah you know and it took you know and it took me to do this to actually see all that with my own eyes like right like it's a constant work yeah you know like i mean it's fun you know like do it Keep doing it, you know, until it's no longer fun. You know, have fun with it. Right. And when I say, like, a constant work, I'm saying a constant work that I like to do, that I feel passionate about, that mm-hmm. I will continue to do mm-hmm. because, you know, I don't I don't really, you know, I say work, but don't get it twisted with, like, the last job I had. Like, that was, like, hurt work I not hated. Not cubicle work. Yeah. Yeah. Not walking around paying people out for their yeah. money and then getting yeah. treated like shit work. Yeah. being being replaced like what was your shit. job before i worked at uh osage casino okay okay before that i worked at river spirit yeah um i love all my co-workers that i worked with but working not for, an amazing job no you didn't it, like it you're it's like you're dying on the inside every time yeah because you know there's more out there but you just don't know how to do it yeah, dude. A lot of people feel like that, man. Exactly. A lot and of I mean, feel like that. And I mean, these are like, and nobody shouldn't feel like that. Yeah. You know, like I remember I was telling Savannah, I was like, you know, when I found out, you know, I knew this, I knew these places don't give a fuck about me. You know, I mm-hmm. knew that. But when I, when I really truly found that out is when I made a decision to quit that job when they called me back uh, after being furloughed mm-hmm. to do this. And then they said, well, are you coming back? I was like, I had to make a decision. I was like, 
no. You know, like I didn't say like I'm going to bet on myself. I already said that before I talked right, to right. him. I said, no, I'm just going to, I'm not coming back. All right. See you. Hung up. And I was like, yo. Got to go like, find somebody else to do Russ's job. Yeah. Yeah. Replaceable as fuck. So, yeah. I mean, that's corporate America. And that's, that's what I try to say. Like, you know, like if you want to move up in that sense, like take over the company. Yeah. Hell yeah. But don't spend it just being like the, the workers that get shit on for nothing. That's yeah. replaceable. Yeah. I mean, like there's a difference, you know? So I don't know, man. It's just, um, the whole overnight success thing. And I was talking about the dog face uh-huh. from TikTok. Yeah. Yeah. I was talking about him and I was telling, uh, I think it was Dominic. Cause we were talking about TikTok and like, if there's a, a certain like want, like a demand for people uh-huh. because, you know, attention spans are changing. TikTok's changing all that. And I was like, man, I was like, I mean, if you look at him, you know, you don't even have to go to Hollywood to be, to become famous. Right. Right now you can be viral, but see, like with him, if you look back at his past stuff, like before that video with Fleetwood Mac, yep. dude was making five to 10 videos a day. Was he really? Yep. Yeah. Respect, bro. Five, 10, five to 10 videos a day. Yeah. Trying to hashtag it. He was on that Gary V shit. And then all of a sudden, boom, it just took that video yeah. of him riding a skateboard, drinking juice. Yeah. That took off. Yeah. And I mean, he did the right thing by investing his money. Right. Capitalizing at that time. Yes. Yep. He didn't just waste that, those views, the followers. Yeah. I mean, he kept at it, you know, and that's a smart thing to do. Yeah. Cause that's another thing, right? Like I was talking to my friend Jacoby last night who was like, I think that people blow up when they're ready. Yeah. You know, cause like if you're an artist that blows up on TikTok and you know, from a piece that you made, but you don't have a website, you don't have merch, you don't have any infrastructure to monetize on your talent and you have one viral video, like that doesn't mean that the galleries are knocking on your door and calling you like to, to put pieces up and you're going to sell pieces for thousands of dollars. It just means that you had one viral video and then you're going to fade. Yeah. You know, like you have to have that infrastructure to be able to monetize on that viral effect, you know, like which you don't just, that infrastructure doesn't just build itself. I mean, your, your website, your merch, your like, you know, platform that you have right now did not build itself. You built that. And it Mm -hmm. takes a long time to do that type of shit because it's really complicated to do it. It is, you know, but like if you were to blow up on TikTok tomorrow, you would have an infrastructure. You'd granted, you'd have a shitload of, t-shirt orders that you'd have to fill you know like but (laughs) but like you would have a vehicle to actually monetize on that virality that you had you know that you had uh acquired Mm -hmm. you know so like people blow up when they when they're ready Mm -hmm. and if you blow up before you're ready it's almost kind of a waste yeah because like hopefully you know but the the two of us haven't blown up you know like hopefully there's more out there for us i know that there is there is and there's yeah. more out there for a lot of indigenous artists and a lot of indigenous creators and a lot of non-indigenous creators too um you know but like the that shit happens when when it's supposed to happen from mm-hmm. you know whoever's up there i think they they dictate it's it's a mix of the universe and creator and and us as the will of us as people right so mm-hmm. um yeah, that's yeah. that's that's the same thing I think too. It's like, you know, when the time is when the time comes, like whenever that may be, you'll be ready. Yeah. 
whenever the universe creator all that aligns everything up for you yeah like you can think back to your struggling days and how that armored you up for yeah. what's next yeah absolutely and so i was telling damn i was telling savannah like when i did when i was fighting and stuff the only reason i wanted to do it was because i wanted to be famous yeah and i wanted to make money yeah and i was young and that was it there was really no drive behind it it was just like i want to do mma of course you know but i also want to be on that stage i yeah. want to be famous i want to be the first indigenous person to you know cheer for in the yeah. octagon or whatever yeah. but i told her i was like had that happened i'd either be dead or i'd be in prison yeah because one i didn't know about taxes two i was still living a fast life with alcohol and shit yeah it would have blew that out of proportion yeah for sure so i would end up probably killing myself you know times or fucking that. hurting somebody or i mean there's a billion ways that you can fuck up your UFC oh, yeah. career <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> we've all seen can, it yeah and then you know i get drunk and stupid and uh i'll be at a party or something and i know this stuff and i know somebody doesn't then you know that alcohol could take over absolutely then you just fucking kill somebody yeah absolutely and Oh, fuck, I'm fucked now. Oops. So, you know, I learned all that stuff and went for it, went through it for a reason. And, you know, here we are now. It's like, but I believe that too. It's like, whenever the time is right, you know, everything will just happen. I and you'll be ready. That. I agree you, with that. you will be ready. You'll be ready. Like you, like I said, you'll look back on all these times, like you were broke, you were scared. You're getting kicked out of your house. Mm -hmm. you, were, you didn't have no gas. Yeah, you didn't. You didn't have anybody. You know, maybe except for your significant significant other. If you're lucky enough to have that, right? Exactly. You know, and then, but all this building you're doing, like, just keep doing it, man. Yeah. And t speaking about that, like, shout out to the people who stay with people that are broke and trying to build something and trying to be creative and Hell yeah. you know people that hold people down that are trying to do that type of shit. You have one. I have one. Like, we've been through shit. I mean, I don't know about you guys, but we've been, Jade and I have been through some shit. And we have always supported each other. And, you know, I supported her art career and she supports mine. And it's just beautiful. Like, I don't know what I would do without that. Because without that, I would just feel like I just had, you know, me against the world. And a lot of people feel like that. Yeah. You know, like, I'm blessed enough to, even if I'm broke and even if I'm, you know, like, destitute and, and homeless and whatever, like, you know, I still have somebody that loves me and that I love. And that's, like, beautiful. And a lot of people don't even have that. So, you know, it's a fucking tough world out here, bro. For real. Yeah, I'm thankful for that, too. Because, man, we we had a rough, dude. Yeah. We moved back here. And luckily, you know, my brother... Yeah. I, he helped us out. He yeah. let us stay with him. Uh -huh. You know, yeah. You know, we got a room. You guys can stay with us. And I was like, oh man, because we didn't have no money saved up. We didn't yep. have no jobs coming here. Yep. And then he had his own gym at the time, and and I was gonna start fighting again, but I got I tore my calf muscle. Yeah, I remember reading that story. Yep. And yeah. so, man, I just like. I got down on myself and I couldn't work either. Yeah. But luckily I didn't need surgery. It healed and then got a job at River Spirit. So, bro, I was driving from Telequal to River Spirit. Like every oh, shit. Were you? Working overnight. Yeah. And then she. Your brother's in Telequal still? Yeah. Yeah. And then she worked at a bank. So she would drive from Telequal to the bank. And then. Yep. Finally, we saved enough money. 
And then we moved to South Tulsa mm-hmm. and these apartment complexes. And then one room. Yep. No furniture. Yep. Nothing to our name. Yep. Sleeping on the floor. No food. Barely enough food. I mean, trying to get our money up. I mean, it was just a struggle, dude. Yeah, it, was, it was a fucking struggle. And I don't know, man. And then we finally started saving, you know, building together. Fuck, we'd barely see each other. Yeah. Still stay together. Finally, like, I think she got a better job a little bit, but she ended up wanting to leave. So I was like, well, you need, you know, what do you want to do? You know, and if you hate it there, then fucking find another job. Yeah. And we'll make it. Yeah. Yeah. We've made it this far. Like, fuck, man. I mean, we just got to believe in each other and fucking Mm -hmm. not leave each other, you Mm -hmm. know, because... And stay it, faithful and stay, stay yep. you know, like people, people fuck that up oh, for sure. all the time. Yeah. It's a lot of pressure. It is. It is. Especially when like some people see like, oh, well, I think it'd be better with this person, you know, maybe because they got I'm gonna shit jump together. Ship yeah, I'm going to jump ship. Yeah. Yeah. And then fuck it's that. fucked up, dude. Yeah. It's so fucked up because you're leaving this person that you devoted most of your time to yep. just to fucking. And then you get over there and realize that guy's an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> or that girl yeah, yeah. That has nothing going. Exactly. Yeah. You had no idea because yeah. they presented themselves as perfect. Exactly. Yeah, the grass is not greener. No, it's yeah. not. Yeah. But I mean, fuck, dude, all these struggles, man, just builds you up for something even greater. You just have to Absolutely. realize. You just have to realize, like, there is more to just anything out there. Yeah. Like, you, you just... You just have to go for it. Absolutely. And you look at that person that you're with now and you're like, oh my God, you fucking held that shit down. You were with me from day one. <laughs> you know, like you could have, I mean, my wife is beautiful. She could go be with anybody that she wants to. Mm-hmm. And I am like looking at her like, oh my God, you know, you stayed with me. You held me down. You know, like you valued me. You loved me. Like, you know, she could have, she could do whatever the fuck she wants. Yeah. You know, so I'm just like, you look at that person, you have so much love for them and so much, you know, history. Like Jade, Jade is a lot about like history mm-hmm. and, you know, like, and she, she, we always joke because she's like, if she meets you for the first time, you're guilty until proven innocent. She, she <laughs> is not one to like, like people before it's their time, you know, like she makes you earn that shit. Like she doesn't like people when she meets them and then they have to like earn her, her trust and her, you know, like, like not, not everybody, but like (laughs) a lot of times that's the way that shit goes down. Mm -hmm. And so like, I, you know, she's just, I, I'm, I'm thankful for her and I know you're thankful. So yeah, dude, that shit's beautiful. You look at that person and you just, you know, you, you have a lot of, there's a lot of, a lot more there than meets the eye. Mm-hmm. You know, like you're beautiful to me, but it's so much more than that. Yeah. You stayed with me when I was, like you said, broke. Yeah. Had nothing. Yeah. Well, you guys are in a beautiful house now. This is an amazing spot. Yeah. So yeah. you fucking made it. Yeah. Renting. I want to get a tiny house, but. Yeah. <laughs> Just I love to own that. it, man. I love that. <laughs> Times are hard out here now. Yeah, bro. Fuck. <laughs> you guys, it's not like you guys have like eight dogs and you wouldn't be able to do it. Like you guys could do the tiny house thing. Yeah. Two story, you would just be house. like out, out in the, out in the stick somewhere. Nobody would ever see you. Yeah, I love that shit. You could have your own fucking. You could have your own Anipi. Have your own sweat lodge. You could have your own. Like, I want to build a sweat lodge. So yeah, bad. dude, I have. Uh, not I have one, but I participate in one in Austin. 
Really? But I sweat every Wednesday. Cool. And that's like, you know, something that I never was exposed to. And I just happened to meet this lady at Lowe's in the paint section at like 10 o'clock at night one night. Jade and I were painting the house and there was a woman in an Orca protector's uh, hoodie. And I went up to her and her friend like invited me to this. She asked me about ceremony. I was like, yeah, but, you know, I only go, I only do ceremony at home in Oklahoma. You know, like I only go to my ceremonial grounds here. And, uh, you know, she invited me to that sweat lodge, and so I go there every Wednesday and sweat. It's amazing. Meant to be. Yeah, bro. Right? Like the the seren is what is that called? Serendipity of it all. Yeah. Yeah. That. It, yeah. It was wild. So I'm thankful for that. I met a lot of cool people doing that too. Fuck. And I met a lot of cool people here doing ceremony because I didn't I didn't grow up traditional. Like we haven't really talked about that, but mm-hmm. I'm I I did not grow up traditional. I grew up in in the middle of Tulsa, mm-hmm. like Midtown. And for a year, I mean, like, I always knew that I was native. We had our cards, but we, you know, like, my family did not participate. And uh, so I had to, like, I was, I got to the point in in college, I went to Haskell. So that kind of, like, ignited another, you know, like, fire in me. Like, that, I had already been kind of obsessed with, you know, Creek, um, you know, culture and, and native culture in general. <clears throat> um but Haskell definitely like lit a fire, you know, uh, in me with it. And then I started taking anthropology classes at Kansas and I was hanging out in the stacks, you know, like in the library at Kansas, mm-hmm. like reading all these books that they had and like taking anthropology classes and like touching the artifacts and like studying, you know, like the artifacts and like, you know, started learning so much. And then I started reaching out to people in the, in the tribe, Miss you know, anybody that had an MCN, uh, email i was emailing to be like what ceremonial grounds do you go to like bring me like you know can i i I need to like i need to stomp dance i need to like participate in the ceremony and and uh like really i couldn't get anybody to really pay attention to me Mm -hmm. um and i and i understand why because there's you know a lot of people that aren't genuine and and don't want to put work in and stuff like that when they ask that so i don't fault anybody that i ever emailed from the tribe that didn't want to help me but this guy, Robin Sueka, um, who I don't know if you know or not, but uh, I think I think he this this woman, uh, there's a family now that like so this guy, Robin Sueka, helped me and like called me and was telling me about ceremony and like teaching me stuff. And this is when I was still I was in Austin, but I got his phone number and he was the only one who ever called me back. And so he like started teaching me, but then he had a family emergency and I lost touch with him. So then I was like, you know, uh, up a creek without a paddle again, had no like connection to to any ceremonial grounds. And then finally I reached out to um, this guy on Instagram and he helped me. He like brought me out to to Tallahassee and uh, and the family, the Harjo family, um, Yogi Harjo, Naomi Harjo Proctor, um, Shota, Timmy, um, like Kevin all the all these people and and Jordan like all these all these people from the Harjo and Proctor families like brought me in and like let me camp with them. The guy who brought me out, his name is uh, Six Six Killer, um, uh, Dunka, um, Six Killer, and uh, or Bauman, uh, Mound Builder Tattoo is his is his Instagram handle. Mm-hmm. And I think he has like he's experienced a little bit of lateral violence, and he he uh, I don't know why people I don't know what people would give him shit for, but I think. He, he, he's done only good shit for me, um, and brought me out there. And like that family lets me camp, you know, I was there last weekend 
camping with the Harjos and the Proctors. And, uh, you know, like they brought me in and were really, really like family to me. And I'm just like really, really thankful to them for that because I was been, I've been seeking that for years, you know, like years and years and years. And finally, you know, like I have it and I, and I stomp dance and I, you know, like I'm going, I was at green corn last year, but didn't touch medicine, but touching it this year. And, you know, like that's such a huge blessing to me. It's like, I'll fucking cry if I keep talking about it. But, uh, (laughs) you know, like that's a huge blessing to me. Mm -hmm. You know, because I never had that. So I wanted to make sure that I said all those names, um, you know, on on this because those people are, are you know, my true family and I owe them, like, so much. Mm-hmm. So. Now, did you feel it in your heart to, be like, come back to that? Yeah. Your culture I, and stuff? Yeah, absolutely. I like, feel like it's always like that. I felt it so heavily. Like, I remember the first night that I was out there. I'm out there and I'm just watching and I'm, you know, I'm sitting and, uh, the first stomp dance I saw was green corn last year. And so I'm sitting there, they do ribbon dance. I'm like, Oh, this is fucking amazing. Like, this is so cool. And then they start and then it gets dark and and they start stomp dancing. Mm -hmm. Right. And I just remember like I'm sitting on the side and there's just a beam of light. What looks like like from the sky, you know, it's the fire. It was, mm-hmm. it was, it's the fire, and you know, the light that comes up from it into the sky. You know, like there's trees all around. But to me, like in that moment, it looked like a fucking spotlight, like coming down out of the fire, like straight up into the sky. I was like, holy shit, this is, you know, like I felt like I was on drugs almost. I was like, this is insane. This is the craziest, most awesome, most like homecoming, like beautiful feeling that I've ever had in my life. I feel like I'm home. I feel like I've been here for years and this is like my first time there. Mm-hmm. And also I, I just, you know, like I said, I'm thankful because a lot of the grounds are not, you know, like uh, are not super um, open and, you know, like just everybody was so welcoming and nice to me. And granted, like I'm, I'm putting the work in. I'm being, you know, like I'm being courteous. I'm helping in any way possible, like helping me go, helping all these, all these people who were allowing me to chill, you know, to stay there. Mm-hmm. Um, but I did, I felt like a really, really strong spiritual, like homecoming feeling like this is what I'm supposed to be doing and I'm going to do it forever and my kids are going to do it, you know? So that was like a beautiful, beautiful feeling for me. Wow. Yeah. Damn. That's how it goes, man. Yeah. Like I was same way. I didn't really, we had it around, but mm-hmm. I just never, I guess I didn't understand it mm-hmm. is how I always like tell people. Yeah. Like I didn't get it. Yeah. I knew I was native and Pawnee mm-hmm. but I didn't know what that meant I didn't know our history or anything because public school they don't teach you anything right right and then you don't really you don't really know who to ask because uh, I I felt like maybe these people will say well you should already know that you know in my head it was like they would belittle me for not knowing it yeah. already yeah and then you're like get afraid to talk about it yeah and yeah. I was afraid to ask and you know, reach out to people because I was just, I didn't want that. I didn't want that type of treatment, I guess. Yeah. And so, but yeah, going to IA, that sparked me and my interest because everybody, not everybody there, but the majority of kids knew their language. That's and the all that. Mecca, bro. Yeah. That's the you Mecca. Went there. I know, bro. I know. When did you go to high school? 
I went to Haskell, but I, I went to Haskell only for a couple of classes because, mm. uh, I didn't graduate from Haskell with a degree from Haskell. I only went, went there for a couple of classes, but that was like the first native, like friends that I ever had. It was like people that I lifted with at Haskell were like my first native friends really. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When did you go there? Uh, 2010 to 2014. Wow. Uh, yeah. Yep. Should have came to I. I know, bro. <laughs> I didn't even know what that was at that time, but now it's like that. That's you know when I read like native native art magazine, mm-hmm. it's like the fucking mecca. Everybody who's like a really really successful artist, you know, goes yeah. there. Yeah, there's yeah. a lot of talent that ends up there. Yeah, and it's crazy because I talk about it, but at that time, man, it was I takes a lot of kids in mm-hmm. that don't know. I mean, there's kids there that got in trouble a lot, right? And didn't have anywhere else to go. Yeah. And a lot of a lot of graduates say, luckily, they took me in. Yeah. You know, and it's like when I was down or when I was like a delinquent. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or yeah. they didn't they didn't know like because for me, I talk about it with uh, Taylor, my friend Taylor. We were because um, in high school again, they don't really teach you anything because what high school did you go to? I went to Pawnee. Okay. Okay. But they don't. Like I didn't know there was I just knew there was Haskell, yeah. like a native school. Yeah. I didn't know there's others out there. Like it, yeah. See, I, I just thought it was Haskell and then we had OSU, OU, UCO, mm-hmm. shit around here. Mm-hmm. I didn't know there was like Fort Lewis, I I Yeah. All these different tribal colleges that were out there. I didn't know. And so but he was like, Man, had I known about I I would have I probably would have went there too, you know, and I was like I didn't even know what the fuck it was, dude. How'd you end up there? My aunt told me about I.I. because I wanted to get into music, but I just didn't know how to do it. And I thought you had to go to school for it. And so she was like, oh, they have that. Yeah. And so, you know, music production. So I was fuck like, all yeah. right. Shout out to auntie. Fuck it. I'll go there. Damn. But I didn't, make, I didn't make the best grades. I didn't make the best choices. But I still made a good enough score on my... SAT, uh-huh. one of those I can't remember. Whatever, whichever one that matters back then. Yeah, and I just found out that's all you need, anyways, is a good score from that to get into a college. Yeah, you only had to go to high school. Yeah, don't drop out. But <laughs> stay in school, kids. Stay in school. That's, that's really like the don't truth do drugs. <laughs> that's the truth of Weeds it. Weeds aren't drugs. <laughs> <laughs> Weeds aren't drugs. But man, she hooked, she told me about that, so I had to get everything situated, and then. Made a better, made a made a good enough score to get in, and boom, I was gone. They didn't yeah. have music production, so I just I just went to went for filmmaking. Yeah, but it was still in the process of becoming an actual program there. Mm-hmm. But fuck, you know, forget all that. I love the connections I made. Yeah, it's love, such a network builder. Love the people I came into contact with, and I still have friends like th- from there that yeah. I still like connect with, and yeah. And it's cool because I see, like, everything that they're doing. Like, some are rappers. Some are they ha- some have their own podcasts. Yeah. Some are out there in galleries, like, creating shit. Yes. Some are actors. Some are uh, directors. Some are working, like, in these, cr- like, these films that they probably don't even think they'd be working on. Yeah. So, I mean, and just seeing that, too, like, that's what helped me like create something out of nothing too because i was like you know some of them didn't even finish ia and so i i always say like well you know if you don't finish college and that shouldn't stop you from chasing something your dream yeah you know so it's just it's just you creating something out of nothing 
you yeah. know. But yeah, I went there and then everybody, not everybody, but everybody kind of knew their fucking language or whatever. And I just still didn't get it. But I, I read the history. I read what happened to us. Yeah. I read, you know, about all the tragic things that Which happened. Is, yeah, that was going to say. It's all fucked up. It's tough to even read about that shit. To find out, you know, as a as a growing adult, because, you know, it's kind of mentioned when you're growing up, but you don't, you, again, I didn't understand it. Yeah. I didn't know. Yeah. I don't, and I, the only Indians I see on TV were old, old Westerns. Yeah. So, but yeah, like you see all that, it's like, fuck, man, we went through all that. And then, and then like later on, like you, I just feel it like it's just in, I guess it's just ingrained. Maybe. I don't know. It's in your heart to, you know, find out about your songs, your language, yeah, your ceremonies, all that, you know, and you make it a, at least a point to learn anything you got to learn. Yeah. You know, that's how it was for me. So it's a, it's still a work in progress, but I know, well, it always <laughs> will be right. Like, <laughs> like, I mean, Yogi and Naomi, like they're, and, and Shota, like they're constantly working, you mm-hmm. know, like they, it's not something that they, you, you just, stop learning mm-hmm. Tim, timmy too like they're, they're constantly putting work in constantly like doing stuff and helping the community and you know like i i know that it will be a lifelong thing mm-hmm. and i'll always go back and read those books and but it is like like you said like when you read the history and you read all that sad tragic shit that happened like i was reading like two pages at a day a, a day at one point because i couldn't read any more because i just couldn't like handle it mm-hmm. i was like damn this stuff is so terrible like i can only read two pages of it a day and then i have to go do some other shit that's happy (laughs) you know but like got through it and like you feel like you almost owe it you know like i like these people went through so much and protected our culture and our traditions and customs like if i just fuck around and don't stomp dance like i'm just it's disrespectful Mm -hmm. to me i feel now yeah, and you're you lucky know. to still have that. Exactly. These people, you know, our ancestors and, and you know, everybody else's ancestors, like, they strove to to protect this shit. And if we just let it die, like, you know, what kind of what kind of people are we? Exactly. So. It's scary to think, too, like, a lot of these, like, ceremonies and stuff, like, they go extinct. Right. Your, like, languages go extinct. Yeah, yeah. And that's scary to think. I think we're there's some kind of like system and we're like right at the fucking line of yeah. extinction our yeah. languages. Yeah. Luckily though Taylor and Zach uh they're linguistic majors and they're like truly dissecting our language to revive it. Um you just need a couple people like that, right? Like super strong linguists bro. that are really fucking smart and bro. they can teach people. Yes. Yeah. And that, and and they're doing it for the right reasons. Yeah. Like it's not for cloud or nothing. Yep. It's because they want our tribe to speak it fluently. Yeah. You know, to have to hold conversations with each other. Yep. And and it's free. Like they're doing this shit for free on their own time. Yeah. And it's cool that they brought me along to help them with the video part of it, but it's cool to sit there and like watch them. Like, cause we grew up together, mm-hmm. but see them as teachers. Yeah. Like, yeah. You never saw that, that never. aspect. <laughs> yeah. That side. But, yeah. But I mean, it's so cool that, you know, they're taking their time to create, um, a curriculum. Yeah. You know, to learn from and all this and that. And, and like, 
now now you know like being older it's like god man we're lucky dude I know, we're lucky bro. to have people like that yeah and your tribe too back. every tribe has people like that that just don't give up yeah they just i will not let this die yeah yeah, yeah. yeah they don't want it to die and go extinct and just be another like oh well that used to be that so whatever you yeah. know like yeah. they're so passionate about it like i mean it just it just hit me like maybe a couple years ago like seeing them work and it's like yeah. that's cool man that's that's really cool I, yeah gotta have it i'm not smart enough to do that shit i'm not i it the the language i'm learning but i feel again talk about like feeling dumb every day like i downloaded the the muskogee language app there's a language app for real yeah and uh i feel like a fucking idiot every time i look at anything because mm-hmm. i'm just you know like it's just it takes me so long to learn it but there's people out there who are working at it so hard and like teaching other people and like teaching it to their kids. And, you know, like I know that our language is going to survive because there's so many people that are out there doing like such great work, you know, like, and the tribe put out an app, you know, like the, to teach people the language. It's, it's, it's beautiful. The, what, you know, what people are doing and, and even young people like learning it really, really well. Cause I think there was a point where, I mean, it's like everything. There's a, there's a curve, right? There's a graph and a, and a, you know, a roller coaster effect of, you know, people that are fluent, uh, Muskogee speakers and, you know, like it goes down and then it goes up and goes down and goes up. But I think, you know, there was a time, you know, not too, not too, uh, distant past where like there were very few speakers and I think it's, I think it's resurging, mm-hmm. um, which is, you know, a beautiful thing. Yeah. yeah well i mean it's hard to i mean you say you feel dumb and i mean it's normal because we're so accustomed to english and once you when you have to learn your language you have to totally forget english yes absolutely you have to totally forget how how we speak every day that we were taught to yeah the structure is completely different it is man it's it's so because i never you know i just thought like oh you know it's our language but there's so much more that went into our language, yeah. like d- d- to be so descriptive yeah. of everything like you're talking about. Yeah. Like, do you guys have a uh, word for a phone? Uh, yeah, but I don't know. It. I don't know it. Do you know, like, because I know, I know Osage, it's in the app. There's one in the app. My friend, she said that the Osages had a, they got a, a name for a phone, like a word for a phone. Uh-huh. But she was, we were talking about it and she was like, yeah, she's like, I never thought about it, but you're right about being descriptive. Like they describe it as this like, um, metal type of box thing. And that's how they, the word for phone is like metal communication yeah, box or some something shit like, like that. that. Yeah. Like it's wow. real, it's real descriptive. Yeah. Like, and that's how words were like, that's what they're teaching us. Like, yeah. You know, we had to be so descriptive about what we were talking about yeah. in order for it to make sense. Yeah. And so that's why I was like wondering, I'm sure it's the same thing with, yeah. you know, I could look up on the app, but if I feel like if I pick up my phone, I'm just going to be like staring at it the whole time. Find it. <laughs> this thing's Let me check evil. the app out. We yeah. want to make an app too, but yeah, the app is this and you click on language. It has like, Oh, that's cool. Food phrases, body parts. Sorry. No, I'm messing up the mic now too. Whoa. Yeah. There's all these different, what is it? I don't think there's going to be a, I don't think there's going to be a phone on here stomp dance phrases and then you can uh they have games and quizzes too like each of the sections have game and a quiz what's this app called i think it's called muskogee language is the app if you guys are listening you want to download the app 
Yeah, it's just it's Muskogee language, but it's the traditional spelling. It's M V S K O K E language app. It's a fucking good app. I don't think phones on there, but there's a bunch of other cool shit on there. Looks very user friendly too. It is user friendly. It's pretty fun. I need to be better at it. I need to just spend like ten day, ten minutes a day doing it. You know, it's yeah. like tough to do. I started making flashcards, and then I'm I'm so scatterbrained that I don't even study my own flashcards. That I make. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, but yeah, it's beautiful that they have that for sure. Can you introduce yourself in in uh, no not yet no. But I know that it's not. I I need to look it up. My my buddy, uh, there's a, a friend of mine that I know, uh, Eric um, Barnett, and he's a rapper. He's Watco. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. And he introduces himself in one of his songs. Mm. And so I was gonna go back to that song, slow it down, and just replace he. You know, he says it, and then just replace his name with mine, so that way I would know it. I should have okay. done that before I came here, <laughs> so I wouldn't sound like such a fucking moron. But. <laughs> um yeah there there's a lot of language stuff that i need to learn i'm picking yeah. up like so, like just very small words and stuff that people talk about at stomp you know at the ceremonial grounds um to to be able to like speak to people but that's really the only things that i'm picking up i need to do more studying mm-hmm. on box i know that one because i love eating food that's like y'all eat, you guys eat up. On, oh yeah, on box. I was like, that sounds familiar. Yeah, that's <laughs> what the aunties say when the, when they when they want you to eat the food, which that's always always a great part. <laughs> Shout out to Timmy, Timmy Proctor, best best food in the fucking nation. On box. On box. On box. On box. Um. Yeah. There's a lot of cool ones. There's they have Legacy Go, which is like don't sit down, like like uh. You know, st- stand up and be ready. I'm pretty sure is what it is basically what it means. But I'm just picking up stuff like as they announce it too. Mm-hmm. You know, like they have people that announce stuff during the dances and and uh, things like that. So I'm just trying to just pick up whatever I can. Mm. Learn the clan names, and I love I like learning the animal names. I learned all the the uh, the nature. You know, Oshki is rain, and um, uh, Hordele Thlako is tornado. Thlako is is wind. Hod- or sorry, Thlako is big, and and Hodale is is wind. So like oh, big oh. big wind is is Hodale Thlako's tornado. But yeah, I I like learning that shit. But I'm like I said, I need to put more work into it. Mm-hmm. There's so much stuff that I don't know. Same here. Yeah. We did uh we did numbers. Yeah. For the um, numbers are fucking hard. Bro, my head hurt yeah. after doing the numbers. Like one through we did one through twenty and that was okay, but twenty through like forty and then forty through because we there's a certain way to do all these numbers and then and then you gotta add, like add up the words and do it a certain way and I was I got lost and I was like, yep. fuck man, my fucking head hurts and and like before, after class, they're like, "Well, if your head hurts, everybody, ours did too." Because yeah. it's the numbers they like are announce really it because they know that you're gonna be like in pain. Yeah, man, it was. I I gotta look over those again, but God, man, we went over that for like a couple of weeks or three yeah. weeks. But man, that was that was rough. Yeah, I think the numbers are gonna be the hardest for me to. I mean, like I don't know, like basically one through twenty. I feel like I can learn that, but I want to learn like the entire, like through a hundred at least, yeah, you know? Yeah. So, but God, man, we we're just, and then, Oh, and money. 
But yeah, money was it's hard. It's tough. Yeah. The money, the money and the numbers. Is it like they build on top of each other? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what makes it hard for mm-hmm. the numbers too. I think, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was uh, they're they're going through them, and I was like, man, I'm totally lost. Like, yeah, I'll just have to do it on my own. Yeah, because we post our videos on our Facebook profile, so I was just like going through it. I was just listening. I was trying to pay attention, but bro, my head was like everywhere yeah <laughs> it's like yeah fuck, man hard to focus that's cool though man yeah i'm i mean there's so much more that has to be done so much more that i have to do but it's it's a, i think it's a beautiful concept to know that you know even though you know my wife is not native but my wife has a lot of lot of respect for native culture she grew up going to she's from uh, long island new york mm-hmm. um and she grew up going to the shinnecock nation powwow she went to every shinnecock nation powwow from when she was born all the way up to when she left for college like she, they didn't miss one her mom was very very um respectful of of the native nations that were up there so it was crazy because she went to probably 20 powwows before i went to one you know and uh you know it's <clears throat> it's nice to know that our kids will you know have that in their lives more than more so than I did, you know, like hopefully I'm paving the way to, to like be able to have my kids know more than I ever knew, you know, cause that's like the beautiful thing about being, being a youngster, you know, like they learn stuff, they could probably pick up that app and learn the whole, you know, every word in the app in you know, a year or whatever, which yeah. is, you know, so hopefully I'm, hopefully I'm like putting in work to be able to like, you know, make it easier for them to know about their culture and you know although they'll be half you know blood quantum that i am but like you know no one cares about that mm-hmm. like nobody that is really i mean there's i i know people do but you know like i i think that people the the people that i fuck with in the community don't ask you your blood quantum they ask you what tribal what ceremonial ground you go to mm. and how many times you know like what you've done there and not your blood quantum so i i believe in that um, and I guess, you know, I have to, cause <laughs> I don't have a ton of, I don't have a huge blood quantum. So like, you know, that's like, that's the only thing I can like, you know, the only opinion that I can have about it. But yeah, I mean, I think you do the work, you, you put the effort in and that's what really matters. And I just, I have so much more work and effort to put in and I know that already. So yeah. never ends. I know, man. Never, ends. never ends. I wouldn't expect it to. I wouldn't want it to. Me too. Yeah. Same here. Yeah. I don't expect nothing to end. Yeah. But you're but doing a beautiful thing. You're helping so many people. You're bringing a lot of people together. You know, like this show helps people to get educated. You know, like hopefully there's non-natives out here that are listening to the show and being like, oh, I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. You know, because like it's it's hard for us to know about our cultures. So I don't I, I can't even imagine how hard it is for, you know, other people to learn about our cultures. Mm hmm. So I think you're doing a beautiful thing. Obviously, I already I already knew that. I mean, I just have to tell it to you to your face. But yeah, you know, like you're helping a lot of people and you're educating a lot of people, and you know, it's only it's only gonna get bigger and better, and you know, so I think that's also a beautiful concept. Well, thank yeah, you. thank you for telling me to my face. Yeah, bro, say <laughs> <laughs> to your fucking face. <laughs> oh, so fuck. man, there's probably more to be covered absolutely but you know we got we got you wanted to shift to nfts yeah you know and um i don't know if that if you're if that just kind of stops like the whole 
because I know you you were gonna do the Muskogee Art Market. Yeah, you know, but some stuff came up, and so does that interfere with you? No, no, doing I'm still gonna do markets? it. No, I'm more still gonna markets. do it. Okay, I think I, I'm trying to figure out how I would do it. We didn't talk about Art Market, but that was fucking incredible. Yeah, that so was many good. talented people, mm-hmm. so many cool like welcoming people there. That was like the who's who of like Native American artists that I'm obsessed with. Yeah, everybody was there that I was obsessed with. And uh, I don't know how I'll how, how I would do it exactly because, like I said, I want to have a couple of prints that are available at Red Stick. So maybe I'll just, you know, hold some pieces aside that that aren't NFTs to do some prints just for that. Mm-hmm. Um, or I was thinking about too, like you know, I could just have like a big TV screen there that would display NFTs and then just give art away for free. True. You know, like just have a couple of prints or stickers or just stuff that I'm just like giving out. So that everybody gets to leave with a piece, or everybody gets to leave with a sticker, or everyone gets to leave with something, mm-hmm. you know, and then, um, you know, just have it be like basically a net negative like revenue uh, play, you know, yeah. like and just not make any money off the event, but just like do it for the for the for the community, you know. Mm-hmm. I think that could be another way to do it, which I don't think that a lot of people do it like that because most people need to like, you know, I work a nine to five. I don't need to like make a ton of money off art. You know, like a lot of those guys that are out there, like, you know, they're fucking grinding. They're doing that as a, as a living, making a living off that. And so, you know, like they have to sell stuff mm-hmm. and, and, and people want them to, you know, like that's where they get to, to share their work. So I don't know, I don't know what I would do, but I would love to be a part of it. Siobhan, wanted, she asked me to be a part of it, and so I was super thankful for that, Mudo, Siobhan. So, um, but yeah, that that was awesome. That was sick. I was I was happy to see you there, too. Yeah. That was like the who's who, bro. Yeah. That was crazy. <laughs> yeah. That was dope, man. That, yeah, was, that was for the first market, the yeah. first Muskogee yeah, Art know, Market. Right? That was First inaugural. Mm-hmm. Like, they, it can only go up from there. Yeah, that was sick. Yeah. But yeah. It was a good one. Yeah. Yeah, that was where we first met. I like, know, right? Yeah, in I mean, person. Yeah, in person. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Again, the social media meet first, first, uh, first meet thing. Yeah, it's Kirk from Oklahoma. There, there's, it's Russell. It's Russell. It's, it's Russell Forty Nine. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> it's Oki Podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and Toke signals in the corner. Toke signals. I didn't see them. I I still haven't met them, but I need to reach out to them. Yeah, hit them up. Yeah. Man, those guys are crazy. Yeah. Yeah. They're fucking crazy. Yeah. I, it's, it's funny, like, also, like, um, like a community of, like, podcasters, too. Yeah. Like, I didn't know there were so many, like, indigenous podcasters. Yeah, there's a couple of other guys, too, right? What are the other guys? Tyler? Tyler Randall from yeah. Skoden, and then Magnez, and then Ian from Native Film Talk, and then yeah. my friend James... I went to Iowa with him, so him and his friend Steven do the right potatoes. And then my other friend Rob, he's the one that does Classic Wolf Podcast. Oh, yeah, yeah. I heard about that one, too. But They're doing the spooky stories right now, right? No, that's me, Tyler, and Chris. Yeah, okay, We okay. do the unsolved mysteries yeah, of the reservation. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, but yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, um, I don't know, man. It was it was weird how we just all found each other. Yeah, Well, right. like, the ones I didn't know, like Magnez, Ian, Tyler... And Tyler just lives here too. Yeah. <laughs> but I didn't even know who he was. Yeah. Like, you know, so. Yeah. I talked to him on Instagram before. He's, he seems like a really, really nice guy. He's pretty cool. Yeah. Another artist. Yeah. Yeah. There's another guy out there that I, I don't think he does podcasts. He needs to do a podcast because he does so much singing. I think his name is Travis Mamadi. Mamaday, Mamaday. 
Mm-hmm. Um, I hope I'm saying his name right. I'm sorry, bro, if I'm not. Okay. But uh, he needs to have a fucking podcast because he does so much singing on his Instagram. Is his story is I'll send you his uh, his profile, but his story is is him with his phone like on his dash. Mm-hmm. And so it's just the road in front of him, but he's singing in the background all different songs from all different tribes. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. And he's a fucking great singer. I'll, oh, sh- I'll send you a shit. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's awesome. Really, really nice guy. I thought you meant like singing, like just no singing radio songs. songs. No singing. Okay, singing our songs, singing cool. tribal songs. Yeah, and and doing it really well. And he does it like like almost every day. Wow. You know, which tells you like he's just fucking in it. Yeah. You know, like he's just doing it. Like he doesn't care he's watching. Mm-hmm. He's just he's in his car singing. Yeah. Whether or not you give a fuck. So that I think that shit's beautiful too. Yeah. Yeah. Thought you gonna say private eyes. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Don't get me started again. <laughs> oh fuck. Well, bro, thank you for having me, bro. Dude, this has been fun. I had a lot of fun, man. Yeah. I'm happy you know, you got to come on and hang out and chill and Yeah, absolutely. You know, meet, you know, meet I, yeah, we met bro. before, but actually like get to talk to you and find out who you are and just have a good time yeah so man i really appreciate it man um you know if you have anything coming up or people to follow you oh yeah i guess i gotta plug right i gotta plug myself plug yourself sell yourself (laughs) (laughs) do it do it (laughs) um i'm i'm just kirk from oklahoma on instagram i'm kirk from oklahoma on twitter because i can't fit the a there's not enough uh characters so it's whatever on twitter and then, yeah, I mean, I'm on uh, OpenSea. Uh, Twitter and Instagram have my link tree on them, so you can find all of my other shit from Twitter and Instagram. But, yeah, I'm on OpenSea, and I'm actually launching a really, I, I, a really um, what I think is an innovative NFT project with a couple of buddies of mine, Benton, Munyon, and Jack Blake, both non-native, but uh, both, you know, my buddies from uh, Austin and, like, being, you know, just uh, kind of around um we're doing a nft series where we we took uh arrows and put tennis balls on the end of them and dunked them in paint Mm -hmm. and then we were out in the middle of the woods and we had these uh pieces of paper that i had made designs on and we put the pieces of paper up on like a, a piece of wood and and took a bow like a traditional recurve um bow and arrow and put the arrows on the end of the arrows as tennis balls and then we dunked them in paint and shot them at the piece of paper so there there's just like paint splatters like four different colors of paint splatter on the on the piece i'll send them to you because it's hard Mm -hmm. to it's hard to uh to grasp Mm -hmm. but um really cool like kind of innovative nft project that we're coming out with so like be be um on the lookout for that if you're into nfts you'll see the shit on my uh on my open c um but that's like something that is exciting that i'm looking forward to doing so whoa yeah yeah, you have to show me that. Yeah, I'll that show it to dope, you. Man. Yeah, I'll show it to you. It was fucking fun too to go out there and do it. Like it was, it, we just went out in you know the woods in Texas and and shot the shot the arrows and he shot a video. My buddy Jack Blake is a good videographer and he has like some cool drone footage and stuff. I'll send you the video. We we shot like a promo, like a interim promo video for the for the series, so that I didn't have to like shill it so hard, like pitch it so hard mm-hmm. um, to try to sell it. But it's just a twenty piece NFT series um, that we're coming out with, so I'm really excited about that because you know that's one of the fun things about the NFT stuff. I think is you can do a lot of cool, innovative things that I wouldn't have thought of otherwise. So it's kind of pushing me, which I think is cool. Well, yeah, 
Damn. But yeah, Kirk from Oklahoma. That's all. That's all you need to know. Yep. Reach out to me. I'll send you guys shit. Whatever you guys want, stickers. Like anybody that is is fr- a friend of yours is a friend of mine. So just you know, anybody that wants to fuck with me, please um, you know reach out and and uh, I'll do every, everything I can for you guys. Oh man, hell yeah! yeah. Everybody, follow him. Check him out. Hit up uh, OpenSea. Yeah, Open Sea. Open Sea. Yep. Yeah. Check them out on Open Sea. Look out for that NFT coming out. Yep. Man, it was great getting to chat with you. Yeah, bro. It was a good I loved one. Loved it. You're yeah. welcome back anytime. Absolutely. If you have anything coming up or anything, let me know. And then, or you just want to come back and chill. Need to do another war party. I'd love to have yeah, you on. Yeah, bro. For that absolutely. One. Yeah. yeah. Oh, uh, I met your boy, um, uh, Mr. Bearpaw. I met him at Iron Post. Keelan? Stomp, Stomp exactly. Mm, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I reached out to him on Instagram. I was like, uh, I, I want to do that. I want to do that with you guys. That would be awesome. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, for sure. And shout out to Wes Cunningham, too. Wes Cunningham. Yeah. 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 That was cool. We talked about a little bit of NFT on that episode, too. Yeah, yeah, nice. Yeah. <laughs> but, but yeah, dude. Like, yeah, I would we'll, love to. We'll I would have love to. to. Yeah, whenever... I know there's fights every weekend or something, yeah. but yeah, we'll have to schedule time and yeah, that would be sick to watch a card with you guys. That would be that would be a blast. I got better internet now, so sick. it shouldn't fucking sick. <laughs> it shouldn't be freezing. Yeah, I got the fiber optic now. Oh so. fuck yeah, nice. Hell yeah, but yeah. thank you for thank you for coming on. Yeah, bro, I appreciate it. Everybody, go check him out, follow him, look out for that NFT on OpenSea. Um, if you're not following Okie Podcast, please do that on Instagram at Okie Podcast and at Rustomus49. Yes. My personal on Facebook is Russell Sun Eagle. Uh, at Okie Podcast is on Facebook as well. Um, check out Okie Podcast on Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcast. I would say Google it and it would come up. Uh, don't forget to rate and review it. Yes. Um, fucking do it. Do it. So Don't can, think about it. Just fucking there. do it. We can get out there. And then check out our website, okipodcast.com. And yeah, so until next time, everybody, peace. Yeah.